Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. We're just warming up the voice here. Unique New York. Welcome, everybody. This is the Life Autistic Podcast with me, your host, Ryan Summers. Today, we'll be joined by my friend and producer, Drew Skitt. And our wonderful friend, Rose, third-time guest. I think that's a new record for this podcast. And she'll be joining us shortly. I'm just testing out the recording here. It seems to be working fine. I'm going to pause it while I make myself another coffee. And then we'll return to the show. Recording. Ready? Light off. Light on. Light off. Light on. Light off. Light on. Light on. on. Light on. Light on. I'm recording. All right. Oh, there she is. She's coming in. Ready? Good time. All right. Uh, hang on. Let me try to let her in the Zoom here. Oh, wait. I turned my light off again? Oh, I want it on. There we go. <laughs> it only records when the light's on. Yeah, maybe. Uh, did I do that right? I think. Did I let her in properly in the Zoom? I think I did. Oh, wait. There we go. Hello. Nice backdrop, Ross. I think you are muted. We cannot hear you. I'm back. There we go. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that going around right now. Yeah, I think with the change in hour and uh, some of the bullshit that's going on in the world. Yeah. 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 A lot of so-so vibes. 
Well, we yeah. are. We were just talking. Um, well, first of all, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Life Autistic <laughs> Podcast. This is Ryan Summers, your host. With me, as always, is Drew. I'll let you and, do it. And we were just talking today that you are Rose, our third time guest, which is a new record. It's a repeat. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna mail you some kind of prize ribbon. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back. We're excited to have you. Glad to be back. And um, yeah. So tell me how how you you were just talking. How are you feeling? You're not feeling great today, or? <sighs> Uh, I think I'm like everyone else. I've gotten to the point that I'm so over this 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 norm that we're in right now, and yeah. uh, uh, looking forward to summer, uh, yeah. a little bit of sun, and I miss my kids horribly. So uh, yeah, yeah, you miss them. How like? Yeah, my two oldest have moved out. I mean, oh. they have. Yeah, and so I haven't seen my daughter in almost a year which is like uh, oh my uh, god where, yeah. where is she, she i guess she must live far away or it's just because of the social distancing you can't really see each other and that's right she she lives 20 minutes away oh my god <laughs> i'm laughing but it's not funny but uh oh. and she works she works in uh with the public and so um okay. and yeah. she's going to school she's going to school too she's uh her last year in college anyway and uh, so she's really busy which I get and uh, she doesn't want to get a sick so um, yeah yeah so, oh yeah. I'm sorry that's that yeah, sounds thanks. that sounds awful yeah it I like yeah uh, <laughs> I've been I've been um, my mom lives close but so I, we see each other but it's like apart you yeah. know it's yeah. like stand 10 feet away on the porch kind of thing and it's like I just feel like i just want to give you a hug like but i work i work in the public too so i'm trying to be really careful and not get close to her and you know and same thing with you know yeah you see other people my brother and his wife and kids came up a couple weeks ago and same thing they all stood like 10 feet away and i see my niece and nephew and i'm like i just want to pick them up and hug them and yeah, because we're acting with our family like we would with strangers or with mm-hmm. people who are, you know, that, you know, that, that buffer that we usually do. And, and it's yeah. so not, I mean, with other people, I'm fine. <laughs> like, no yeah. problem. But when it comes to your family, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. not, it's not my norm. So I, I'm very uncomfortable while I'm there, which makes it crappy because, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. And then the month of April's coming, which for autistic, is uh, a double-edged sword uh, so uh, yes. we get to talk about us but at the same time we get to hear other people talk about us <laughs> yes <laughs> so we, we do yes we do. everybody get your get your puzzle pieces out everyone <laughs> come on come on this yeah and that's one of the things we're going to definitely talk about today i think um oh, definitely. <laughs> i would i i can't i can't not say that i love your hair Okay. <laughs> because every time we see you, you got a cool new yeah. style going on. And I feel like it's impossible. I don't want to, I can't not acknowledge it because this yeah. is like a cool sort of it. I don't know if, if I'm getting it right on, but on the screen, it looks like a kind of a blue black kind of vibe going on. It was supposed to be black. It said black. Oh. <laughs> With hints of blue, except that, I mean, you can't see it that much, but it's really blue. That blue that you see, that, that little aura, it's just blue. Oh, wow. Which, you know, it is what it is. It's good. Yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. We've had three separate shows with Rose and three separate hairstyles. Yes. <laughs> One day we'll have a we'll have a um uh a life autistic podcast photo gallery of Rose's appearances <laughs> in all different cool styles. I'm just I'm just readjusting my desk. I I got a new toy. Oh, uh, who's that? It's yeah, snake, it? snake Eyes from GI oh. Joe. Oh, so I don't know. I am. I'm, I'm, what's I'm a that? GI Joe girl. You are? Yep. No way. I kid you not. My my when I was little, my mom bought me a Barbie, of course, and I was like, okay, but I want the Joe. No <laughs> I'm way. like, I want the Joe, and he had to have be the, the one with the beard. Yeah. The, 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 and so, yeah, I had a Joe doll since I was like about five and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. We're going to bring you back for a separate episode all about G.I. Joe's because it's one of yes. my, that's one of my special interests. And unfortunately, it's recently been reignited and I've been like finding old vintage G.I. Joe toys and buying them and adding them to my collection. And it's been pretty fun. Oh. And I've been getting all the female characters for my daughter and making her like a little commando squad of, of kick-ass girl joes exactly because she started yeah. she, I, I brought out this old box that had been in my mom's basement for 25 years and i was taking them all out dusting them off showing my daughter and and then i didn't have too many well there aren't very many female no, gi joe characters no. and i only had one or two and my daughter she says daddy like are there more girl ones her words she's five <laughs> and i said yeah so i started looking online to find them and I and I've and I managed I joined this Facebook G.I. Joe toy collectors group, of course. And then this posted up. Anyone have any extra female characters? And this one guy in Quebec had a couple and he's like, yeah, I just I'll, you know, I'll, I sent him like 20 bucks or something. He sent me a couple. And anyway, it's been fun. I'll go grab them later. I'll show everybody because I'm sure everyone cares. Well, I think awesome. you guys should have a, a G.I. Joe episode and there's no format. You guys just show each other your G.I. Joe. Tell our G.I. Joe stories. And yeah, I'll just be like. My, my, my G.I. Joe, the first, he had a tragic end. Oh, so, no. Yeah. <laughs> the story we, give me one sec, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm picking up a little bit of a, like a Shanae O'Connor vibe. It's really good. Okay, thank you. Because <laughs> I'm like, poor Sinead, she's had some rough patches there. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shaped it actually like a, a one on the, on the, and it was interesting to say the least, but I don't mm -hmm. know how people do it because I kept getting everything stuck in my hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're a little porcupine. So everything got stuck and uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. So It's cool. I like it. What? Oh my god. Oh, got Lady so J. We've got Oh, yeah. Cover Girl. And we've got Scarlet. Yes. So this is the beginnings of my daughter's um, you know, G.I. Joe Girl Squad. It, it's so cool that we can connect with people who have this, who for them, you know, it's just toys hanging around, and that we get to relive it with our kids. I, I'm the same. I have stuff that I uh, I have a, I have stuff. I have lots of stuff that is as old as me because you know I yeah. can't part with it. So it's part of my history. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it is really fun. Um, so this is cool, and we've got. Oh God, I just want to let you guys know too. I've I've got um, a bit of a chest cold, uh, chest and throat cold happening right now, but I'm not gonna say the c word. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, I just noticed a second ago, my, as I was talking, I did a little throat whistle sound thing. So I'm going to try, this is impossible for me, but I'm going to try not to talk too much today. Um, and uh, just kind of let you, you, Rose, kind of lead the way and do your thing. And, and um, excuse me if I do pause or cough or anything, but yeah, so like, we're excited to have you back and, and, and kind of like we did on the last one, um, you know, you wanted to come back and, and cover certain topics. And today we're going to be talking about um, myths, yes. autism myths. Okay. We're mythical creatures, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are. We, I don't think I know any other um, situation, I'm going to say, where there's so much misinformation. And uh, I mean, 20 years ago, I, I, I get it. But today, yeah. with, with all the books out there and the blogs and the podcasts, and, you know, there is no reason. I'm going to take C as an example about with her music uh, movie and she had autism speaks as um, as a backup to tell her you know to help her navigate this movie which yeah. is about a, a little a young girl named music and uh, when the autistic community came out and said you know uh, there's parts of the movie that are uh, triggering uh, among yeah. others and things that are just so it's Seen from the outside, it might not look damaging, but it it will reaffirm a lot of negative things or misinformation uh, or half information that was out there. So uh, by presenting it, she's making it um, look like it's the truth. Yes. And when we came towards her, she said, well, I've been, uh, you know, looking at this stuff and researching into autism and, and, and she goes, uh, and this is what I came up with, which led me to believe, okay, there's still a lot out there that yeah. is just wrong. And it's keeping the truth from being heard, which, yeah. and the truth brings support yeah. and acceptance and, you know, all the good things that we, we need. So I went, okay, before the month of April, because the month of April is just like a lot of bombardments. Um, yeah. I go, I'm going to talk about a couple of things so that at least people, when they, they hear it in April, they'll understand where we're coming from and why we're coming from. Cause yeah. I, you know, just saying I need this for a lot of people's oil, a lot of people need a lot of things. But when you're saying, no, I need this because of ABC and they go, Oh yeah, it's true. And it's a lot easier for them at that point to adjust and in the future to remember, Oh yes, we're doing this. And she said the last time that this is you know, more difficult. So, you know, we'll try it this way, which yeah. is all, it's all we really are asking for is just, you know, a chance to um, fit in somewhere. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, take place, but we want to have a space so that when we're, we want to be there, or we, yeah. we can't, you know, without yeah. it causing harm to us. So um, I'm going to start with the rise in autism. Yes. Because this was like the, why we needed to cure because, oh, my God, soon we're all going to be autistic. There's like yes. no way around it. You know, yeah. there's I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they thought it was a, a fairy going around bopping kids on the head while they were sleeping. No. I'm not. Sure. Now you're autistic and you're autistic and you're autistic. <laughs> we're all autistic. And um, yes, there, there's not a rise in autistics. 
there's a rise in diagnosed autistic, mm. be it children, okay. uh, which is most of the time that's what they're looking at is the children. And that, to me, uh, and I think to most autistic, is a good thing mm-hmm. that we're seeing them being diagnosed because we see it as diagnosed means you're going to get the support. They see it as diagnosis. Oh, no, another lost child. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. burden, another, you know, you name it. So, uh, uh, yeah, let's mourn, let's mourn our artistic child. Yeah. And let's protect the ones that aren't autistic from being bopped on the, with the fairy. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I encourage parents to, if they have any doubts, I encourage uh, teenagers, adults, if you have a doubt. Uh, that you may be on the spectrum or that you may have a uh, different neurology, um, go get it checked out. Uh, yeah. There's, it's not gonna, uh, you're not, it's not because you're putting your foot into that world and you're, you're checking it out that, Oh, that's it. You came in, you're caught, you're autistic. You know, there's that, that's yeah. not the way it works. And nobody is going to cling to the autistic for the hell of it. Yeah. It, I've had people go, Oh, you know, it's just, it's a fad. Yes, yes, yes. People who are yeah. you know, going through the whole system and finding, you know, spending two years of their life trying to find a person to listen to them. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was just for fun. That's a fact. That's, you know. That is so, like, I was just going to say that, like, in, 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 in what you were talking about, like, there's this, there's this, con- there's this idea, and I've encountered this in my own life, that people just, they think, when you say you're seeking a diagnosis, they think you're seeking it as if you're like, see, like, like you're on a treasure hunt. Like it's this treasure you want as if I, as if you <laughs> want this diagnosis. And it's like, I think it's just maybe because of the language, but it's like when I was like on my way to diagnosis and that some people, even people very close to me mm-hmm. were like, Oh, you're just looking for a label and you just want to, you just want to make like have something to make excuses and, you're just trying to you're just getting fixated on this idea and and imagining it or making it up or and I'm just the whole time I'm going no what's actually happening is I've felt all of these strange things my entire life and I'm just trying to understand what it is and I finally finally like I've been opening every door I come across going no that's not it that's not it that's not it that's not it and I finally open one door and I go I think this is this makes sense what's in here. Mm-hmm. And now let me get deeper into the research. And then you go, actually, yeah, this this is it. Like, and then mm-hmm. you go, okay, well, let me go through this process of like professionals. I've figured out what it is, but let me go talk to professionals and like get their opinion. Mm-hmm. And you go through this whole process. And it's not like it's not like I woke up one day and went, wouldn't it be cool if I was autistic? Let me go. <laughs> Let me see if I can let me see if I can fool some doctors into giving me that label yeah. so that I can have this autistic status. It's like, well, no, I, I wouldn't have gone through like, you know, my entire 40 plus years of life having all these difficulties and struggles and, and just to get to this point where I can go like and put it, stick it on my chest like a badge. Like it doesn't make any sense, but that's the perception people have. It is. It is. They, they, they think that um, it, it's like it, it's an excuse Yeah. when in truth, it's, it's the reason you're looking. You're not looking for an excuse. You're looking for a reason. Yes. You, yes. You, know, there, you see things that, you know, you, you were talking about, um, you felt it your whole life. You look, even if you don't know it in yourself, you see other people and the connection is just not there. 
you yeah. know it, it you talked about gi joe and i went oh my god <laughs> you know and then it's instant you can't fake that in the sense it's just it yeah. is what it is yeah so when when you see people and you just can't connect i mean you hear their words and you you see their emotions but they're not on the same wavelength as you and then all of a sudden you you find people who are and yes. then they're all neurodiverse and you're like okay well listen <laughs> it's like it's you know uh, I, I I went back and I started looking at all the movies I used to watch as a kid and uh, I was never a Cinderella girl I was never yeah. you know all those princesses I they just never did anything for me and I remember that the first movie that just upset me so much was the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame okay and uh to this day, when I hear it, because my son listens to it, it's still, uh, it angers me. It yeah. angers me horribly. Yeah. And it, and I never connected with the the main actor. I was connected with that poor character that everybody made fun of. Every you know, it was that 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 little sidekick that nobody really wanted. You know, when yeah, who was never the hero but was the hero. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I started looking, and I'm like, those were my people since since I was a little girl, they, they've always been, it was always that I understood them. I didn't yeah. understand the rest of them. Yeah. I didn't get why you wanted to be a princess and grow up and marry a prince. No idea why. Who the, yeah. I mean, to me, who would want that kind of life? Yeah. The, ask Meghan Markle. She understands that it's not all that yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. So, uh, if, but if I, the cars are involved. I might, I might be convinced. <laughs> you might. <laughs> well, for me, there was like, it was a no go. So, uh, yeah, so I think um, there's no rise. There's just better diagnosis. Um, we also went into the fact that, uh, talking about the way it was diagnosed, the criteria was uh, very, very slim. I mm -hmm. mean, for you to be declared autistic, it was autistic, and then there was Asperger, and everybody in between just was ghosts. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how I, I described myself. I was a ghost living among neurotypicals. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, nothing made sense and nobody really saw me because, well, I didn't want them to see me. Yeah, because they'd freak out <laughs> because of the way I, you know, who I really was. So uh, um, we when we enlarged that and we started to see that it's not left and right. It's a spectrum. It mm -hmm. really, really, really is. Then I think that uh, allowed a lot of uh, doctors and even people to say, oh, wait a minute, this could be. And that's all we're asking is a chance mm -hmm. to, you know, to hear, be heard yeah. and be, you know, taken seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say that, uh, that, that, that thing of saying boys get it more than girls. And now I'm going to use those two genders because that's the way it was set up. But sure. you know, that boys who are, you know, have more than girls. And I remember about 10 years ago, I said to a, a specialist, I go, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it that it's that big of a difference. Yeah. because it, it it just doesn't you know to me it didn't make sense and the more we see it especially as we're getting older uh there's more and more females that are being diagnosed later in life than males are i yeah. mean there are but yeah. it's it, because we get we slipped through the cracks when we were young because we yeah. definitely didn't fit in that in those categories so yeah. uh that's what i think has been happening and um I think that we are going to find a stability in the numbers, which will show that those have always been the true numbers. Yeah. It's just that, uh, you know, now, now we have the real picture of uh, what is an autistic, who is 
and autistic and how they function. Yeah. So I've got that. And hopefully that will calm the curing crowd uh, yes. because it it's horrible for the parents to think that their child is so ill that they need to be healed. Yes. Which autism is not an illness. It's no. not a disease. You don't catch it. You don't transmit it. You don't yes. grow and you definitely don't grow out of it. No. <laughs> that's, another, that's another like awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a big myth. Oh well, yeah, he used to be autistic. Uh mm. yeah. <laughs> no, no, he was if he was autistic, if I mean, because I there are misdiagnoses. Yeah. I'm not saying that there isn't. But yes. if you know, if the person really lived their autistic life and they sense their autistic self, you can't say but because you no longer see which you consider autistic behaviors or autistic traits. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're not there anymore. You exactly. Know, uh, uh, just because you don't have epileptic seizures doesn't mean you're no longer epileptic. You exactly. Just, have, you know, just because you learned how to read doesn't mean you're no longer dyslexic. It's like. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So uh, so we're hoping that by really coming out and saying, listen, there's no need to panic. The numbers aren't going up. That's we're just getting to the real numbers. Yeah. And, and, you don't have to outgrow it because I, I get that parents were pushing to say, okay, well, you know, we have till 18 to help our kids because after that, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. It's, yeah. <laughs> if you, do, you don't fight it before 18. You turn 18, you blow out your candles and your autism just disappears with the smoke from your birthday candles. Like, Oh, oh, <laughs> I would never blow out those candles, but that's okay. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I wouldn't either. Um, oh, I would. I mean, this yeah. is like, this is such a, I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head of like the whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast was just because of these myths that I was encountering in my early research of like the entire odd, you know, 98% of the conversation about autism was about children. Yeah. And I don't hate children, but I also thought there was room for a conversation for autistic adults. And mm-hmm. also for, like you said, like the um it's getting diagnosed more now in children but when i was a child it wasn't it wasn't a thing yet so you know like i my brother said my brother's an educator and he said to me years ago he said you know if you like 10 years ago he said if you were uh uh in the school system now you would be diagnosed as autistic at a young age but we got missed so you know it's that whole kind of there's like, like that lost generation idea that there's you know there's all these people walking around in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, that have no idea they're autistic, and you know, and, and more more people are discovering it, and you know, and yeah. a lot of it's from their kids because they'll have autistic kids, and then they'll go, "Wait a minute, they just diagnosed <laughs> my kid for doing all the stuff that I do too." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you that with uh, before my my youngest was diagnosed. Uh, I knew autism. I had worked in uh, a center with uh, autistic children. So I knew what it was, but I knew that end that I told you about that end because that ends when you had an autistic child that what they say, severely autistic. Yeah. They were placed. They weren't in the the school system. They were, uh, you know, segregated. Yeah. You know, just go off. And it's when the parents started to say no I don't want to place my child and I want my child to have things that's when it we started to see uh special aid uh, classes or we yeah. started to see you know uh we're gonna say services and so it's the more great. we saw it the more we saw it the more we started to see it as 
a normal and that there was uh, because these children were abandoned. They were, you know, they they had an X on them and it was like, okay, well, they're going to be here and they're going to be eating. And I guess that's it, eating and sleeping till the the day they die. Yeah. And um, I remember Carly. Now I can't remember her last name. Carly. Oh, Lord. Uh, She's Canadian. And she was one of the first that started to type. And she had been diagnosed as severely autistic with very little, um, we're going to say, learning capabilities. And, you know, and but her parents believed in her. Her parents got like all the help that they could get. And one day she just sat in front of the one of the specialist laptop and typed, I'm in pain. She had a toothache. Wow. And to me, that was like, it was the proof that I knew that uh, from working with these children, they have yeah. so much more inside. Yes, yes. You know? And it was like, ha ha, see? <laughs> see, I knew it. So, and I think a lot of parents went, oh, wait, damn. Okay. So it, it was another tool that we hadn't had. So that is bringing forth that uh, the schools are now uh, seeing that th- there are these children and they can uh, learn and they can develop yeah. at their own rhythm so yeah i think yeah. even i would have been caught um not saying necessarily i would have been diagnosed as autistic i would have probably been diagnosed with something else yeah. but i would have definitely been there would have been a little flag saying well there's something with rose that she needs more than yeah um, yeah you know so yeah I, i'm definitely uh i want to bring it forth that the parents don't need to panic you yeah. don't need you can grieve your dreams because you know what they're your dreams they weren't your children's anyway so uh, you know you want to do that fine but your child uh is very much there very much regardless of what anyone tells you they are capable you just have to find the tools to help them become capable yes so so no mm so no bleaching children because you know Parents have gone to the point of bleaching the intestines of their children because, what? oh, yes, MMS. Oh, yes. Yes. That's, and that's why I, when I talk about curing and I get very, very upset when I talk about this because it's not, it, this is a parent's uh, dreams, a parent's hopes, a parent's sadness. Fine. Yeah. It's yours. But to turn around and then say, okay, what can I do? And it started with hyperbaric chambers, which, you know what? Hyperbaric chambers, you know, uh, they thought that if they could purify, (laughs) that they would help the brain stimulate. Apparently, it helps everybody stimulate, but it doesn't change your neurology. Yeah. yeah. That's not the way things work. And then it was like ABA. So we're going to get their behavior and we're going to, you know, we're going to undo the autism and we're going to take that child that's hiding in there and we're going to pull them out and it'll be fine. Yeah. And when that didn't work and that wasn't fast enough because, you know, you want to save your kid before they turn 18, uh, they started to go to something called it's bleach. It is bleach. I am not kidding you. MMS is bleach. And they thought, well, by injecting uh, into the intestines, this bleach, that they would remove the bacteria that's in the gut. And that's what's causing us to be autistic. Oh, my God. I don't know if you've ever heard of leaky gut. It yeah. was the leaky gut syndrome, and that's what we had. We had leaky guts, and we're being poisoned, and that's why we're autistic. So if we oh can, my God. yes. And if if you, I'm I'm gonna let you guys go look it up when you feel ready. Yeah, but, I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole today after this yeah. for sure. Yeah, 
we have uh, a lot of good people fighting this. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, but it was, it was and is still scary. And there, there's people who are profiting off this. Yeah. And uh, so when I say I want to end the cure, it's because children are suffering. Literally, physically, emotionally suffering yeah. from cures. Mm. So, oh. yeah, that, that, that is, I think, uh, it has damaged our community so much. Yeah, so it sounds much. terrible. It um, is, it is. I just, I'll be right back, guys. I just got to grab a, fill up my coffee cup, sorry. <laughs> hey, Rose, the emotional impact that must have on just, like Ryan was saying, the community, because it's one thing for, you know, medical practitioners to practice this terrible, inhumane thing. But then if that becomes commonplace, then the norm around autism is they're, they're a problem and they need to be cured. And that's how this starts. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it continues to, to, to put out the need to go to extremes. Can you imagine? Yeah. And we're, I, I just want to tell you, Drew, these aren't medical people that are doing these. These hmm. are parents that are buying this stuff on the oh, internet. Oh. Oh wow! And then giving it to their children, and it's it, it's 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 heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because I can't imagine how the parent feels to that point that says, you know, I'm going to take bleach, and I'm going to put it inside my child. And I know they're doing this because at somewhere they think it's going to save them, but yeah, it hasn't. And these and it's like I said, I'm going to leave it to you because it's really really horrible. Um, what how long how long has it been going on for? years uh i'm talking at least a decade oh my god this is the first i've heard of this and it's like yes yes it's it's horrible Uh, like i said we have great autistic advocates that are out there fighting and and some of uh, these people who are peddling and these are peddlers all the way will move from country to country and even from you know let's say from north america to europe to avoid being prosecuted because you know what Mm -hmm. you can't do this to a child and uh, they are being pursued because we know that if we just let this go, we can't say, okay, it's out of our backyard. We're fine. Like in Canada, you're not allowed to do it. Oh, so we're okay. We're not okay. As a community, we're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? People are being targeted. It's wrong. The vulnerable children, children are being My given this, 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 this stuff that, and it damages their intestinal lining. Jeez. So, you know, we don't even know long term what it's going to do, but I, I can't even imagine the poor child, the, the fear, the, the confusion that they must be living and add on to that, that as autistics, I'm sure that they were um, in, in a place that wasn't very comfortable. And that's why their parents wanted so much to mm-hmm. heal them, you know. Uh, so, I'm, I, you know, I, to me, I keep saying, oh, my God, you're in distress. Your parents are in distress or you're in distress because your parents are in distress. And then they give you this this treatment yeah. That is going to make you feel worse. God. So, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not saying that there aren't, uh, there's no treatment for autism. There is none. I, I want people to understand that there, you can't treat a neurology. All yeah. you can do is support. Now, do autistics yeah. have comorbids? Do we have uh, what I like to say add-ons? Yeah. Yes, we do. You know, I have anxiety. There's a lot of us that have epilepsy. Now, are those things things that we can uh, heal? No, but can we support them? Is there medication? Is there therapy? Yes, and mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I'm not against therapy. I'm against behavioral therapy. Yeah. Because it, to me, it's 
it's silencing an autistic. Uh, our behavior, like every other human being, is our way of communicating, especially for those who are uh, less verbal or uh, who will become nonverbal due to certain situations. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you can help with that. There's accommodations either by pictograms or by devices to speak for you. All of those things we can help with. Yeah. But our neurology is not one of them. That is off limits. Yeah. So, yeah. There you have it, folks. Mic drop. <laughs> end of story, end of story. Yeah. let's talk about autism awareness month because you have a lot of amazing information about that and i and it sort of relates to what we're talking about in terms yeah. of the autistic community grabbing control of the message because if the message is led by neurotypical people it tends to be fucking wrong and harmful it's wrong Harm and harmful and it's it's that harmful thing that that we keep coming back to you know uh, we've been harmed since the beginning. We've been segregated. We've been forgotten. We've been tested on. I'm not even Google. I'm not even talking about what we we had to deal with in those institutions. Okay, I'm yeah. not even going to go into that. No. But uh, now we're having the children who are in their proper homes being targeted mm -hmm. by people who love them, and I will never think otherwise. I know that it's love. But yeah. it's misinformation that's leading them and it's fear. And so my big thing is acceptance, acceptance uh, of who your child is, acceptance of the life you guys have together. Because, yeah. yes, our lives are different, but different doesn't mean, you know, it, it, that cliche less. My mm -hmm. life is not less than anybody else. If anything, my life is more. I feel more. I hear more. I think more so i'm not definitely not less we have a lot more stuff going on than most families so i, I you know i want to reach out to parents i i invite parents all the time that if they have questions to ask me i'd rather ask autistics go ahead and if we don't know it i can guarantee you there'll be another autistic that does yeah. i can guarantee, yeah. you, guarantee you we're good in that so uh you know and i've seen a shift i can say that in the last five years mm -hmm. i have seen a huge shift from parents who were uh, connecting just with other parents yeah, and to now saying, listen, I have a question and I really need the, uh, you know, autistic adults yes. to answer this. And so I, I see that shift and I, that it makes me so, 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 so thrilled. It's awesome. It's so cool. Yes. And I've, got, I've, I've gotten That's a few notes from people, like even with this podcast, like people, there's one that stands out to me and it was a couple of months ago and it was um, a woman wrote, wrote a note. I don't like a message on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I don't know. And I think she was maybe around 30 ish and had an autistic brother in his early twenties. And she was, she was neurotypical, but listening to the podcast and all these conversations. And she wrote and said that it's helping her understand her brother and helping her be able to be more supportive of him. And it's like, that's awesome that so it's like speaks to what you're talking about is like if people, you know, parents, especially of autistic kids, like reach out to autistic adults and like, because we used to be those autistic kids. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes. Yes. Exactly. and also, Rose, there must be this idea of too, of parents, you know, I say it all the time, like people, even with my dog, I learn a lot from my dog all the time. And, she, you know, she's not even a year old. So there has to be some learning from the parents through the kids as well. 
Oh, definitely. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Let the children lead for sure, for sure. I, yeah. Every time I have uh, people say, oh, my God, my child does this. And I'm like, okay. And I, I don't see a problem with it. I'm like, okay, can you go a little? Well, I don't understand. Oh, okay. So this is not, you don't need me to fix him. You want me to help you understand. And that's yes. where we are today. That's what I want. Yes. because, And it's like, oh, my God. Well, and I will never tell you how to raise your child. I don't know your child. You know, yeah. I have no idea who your child is. My thing is, I'm going to tell you what I see when you talk about that. So I'm going to give you my autistic eyes and my autistic brain. And, yeah. and I will tell you that. And then you have to figure out with your child how you guys are going to do this. Yeah. So I told a parent one time, I go, um, you know, your child probably needs to feel safe. And she said, oh, don't worry. We have locks on all the doors. And oh, my we- God. <laughs> And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, well, that's good, but that's not what I meant. Oh, my God. Oh, my yes. God. That's amazing. So when I explained it to her, she literally went, oh, my, like, oh, my God, now I get it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. So, yes, and I, I honestly believe that one, the biggest thing for autistics is to feel comfortable or safe. You mm-hmm. can pick the word that you yeah. want to be able to function with that person with that situation yes that's what you need to find is comfort and safety i like to call it safety because that's the way i I perceive it i need to feel safe in other words i'll be able to talk to you and it won't come back at me or that uh, the room that i'm in uh i'm I'm okay with uh doing let's say stemming because yeah i'm alone you know you understand it's the safety thing but she saw it as a neurotypical. She saw doors locked and windows locked. Yeah. And so it's really about helping parents see their child as with autistic eyes because that's who they are. Yeah. They're autistic. Yeah. And so that, that's yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. And yes, you're to not see their motives as a challenge to their authority. Oh, but that's all parents. I'm going to say all parents <laughs> do yeah. not do that. But especially autistic because we're very, because we're very literal and because we're very, um, I think we like to go by logic uh, a lot mm-hmm. uh, when parents say something. And I remember my father, oh my Lord, me and my father, we would argue so much. And it was, I never understood why we were arguing because I was just stating a fact. I wasn't challenging yes. him. Mm-hmm. I was just stating a fact. And he's like, oh my, it would explode. And I would stand there dumbfounded and like going, okay, what did I miss? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. And so I would have a hard time talking to my father about things I didn't feel safe. Yes. Because he didn't see me, he didn't understand where I was coming from. So to exactly behavior or, or what you think is challenging is your child saying, I don't understand. I'm still not in a safe place in this conversation. So yeah. I'm going to say things to you or I'm going to ask things to you so that you can either explain it and explain it another way. If I say to you, Jew, don't do that. And you say, what? Jew, don't do that. You're going to continue saying what? <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go, okay, Drew, you're, it's because you're moving this way and it's bothering me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that when I go. Last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That was last podcast when I couldn't get my computer to get the zoom going. Oh, yeah, I'm holding yeah, yeah. my phone like this and Ryan calls me after and says, okay, great podcast, but I'm fucking dizzy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, he didn't feel well and that's exactly it so when your children are 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 showing a behavior that you don't uh agree with like comfortable with then sit back and say okay what are they missing that i need to help them with yeah and that's pretty much it uh yes and good luck with your puppy (laughs) 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. What oh, kind yeah, of you're right. That just. Oh, I have a, a German Shepherd and a lab. Wow. I'll send you. Uh, I made a, a ramp for her, which like kind of doubles as a dog house. Like underneath, it's like a there's bedding, and oh. I'm gonna put a window in. So like. Yeah, it looks good, man. Thanks, y'all. I'll, I'll send you guys uh, the updates. Nice. Um, yeah, just on what you were talking about, I, 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 it just brought up a lot of memories for me of, you know, being a child and, you know, adults say things and sometimes those things don't make sense. And then I would be like, well, hey, that doesn't make sense. Like, and then immediately I'm just told to shut up because now I'm being challenging. I'm being defiant. I have an attitude problem. And I'm like, I'm not trying to fight. I'm just trying to understand what's true. And if yes. you're telling me something that defies logic and doesn't yeah. make sense to me, I want to understand why you are telling me this or why you believe this or why you're trying to make me do a thing that I don't think makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not just being defiant for defiance sake. It's like I just really want to understand and then you know, it, it certainly led to lots of conflicts and lots of then being, you know, yelled at or, or told to shut up or told I have an attitude problem. And I, and I would just kind of then wander away from that going, like, I don't understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. All I was trying to do was understand what's true. And now I'm being punished and sent to my room or, or spanked or something. And I'm sitting there going, I'm so confused because am I not allowed to ask questions Am I not allowed to seek the truth? Am I not allowed to like use my logical brain to try to figure things out and then do that in conversation? And it's like, no, you're not allowed to shut up. (laughs) Well, you are allowed, bro. It's just that our parents come from like super suppressive. I don't know about your parents, but my, my stepfather came from a military home. He wasn't even supposed to be speaking at the dinner table kind of stuff. So like, it was a terrible environment for someone like me. Everything was like, uh, it was it was it was actually kind of the best of both worlds. It was extremely yeah. like keep everything exactly. clean and detailed, which I loved, but I mm-hmm. felt like I was constantly under watch. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That is so. I, I think our. I, I saw yesterday someone was talking about trauma and autistic, and could a lot of the autistics be that aren't really autistic? They're just traumatic. And someone wrote, "Is there such a thing as an untraumatic autistic?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've never met one. I've no. never met one. And we're traumatized by things that are not, we're not talking about a car accidents. We're not even talking about beatings. We're talking about emotionally and psychologically traumatized because when we would be ourselves or when we would uh, try to clarify and help ourselves, mm-hmm. a lot of that time, we winded up being in a situation that was worse. So, yeah. you know, yeah. We didn't make things better for us. We kept making it worse. So yeah, I, yeah. Was, I, I turned on myself. I, I, I blame myself a hundred percent. I'm a cutter. So I remember distinctively oh. that when adolescence started and that I would, you know, my logic was up to that point, you know, parents know everything. But then when yeah. you become a teenager, you're like, wait a minute. That's a quick story. My father was a very um, Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, he's passed and uh, he didn't believe in evolution. So even as a young child, I was like, huh? Uh, so uh, he didn't believe in dinosaurs. I love, wow. I love, 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 love dinosaurs. That's my jam. That's my jam. <laughs> so I was like, 
you don't believe in dinosaurs? About how can you not believe in it? And he goes, they never existed. So me in my head, because we had this conversation multiple times, and this was in 1985, 86, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to bring him to uh, Ottawa, Ontario. And there's a museum. I know, I've seen it. I was there a couple of times. And there's a T-Rex, my favorite. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to bring him. We're going to go there. He's going to see it. And he'll get what I'm talking about. So we make it all the way there and I bring in and oh my Lord, I was so happy. I'm like, look, dad, look, it's a dinosaur. And he turned around and goes, they made that with cow bones. Oh so, my God. And he, he turned around and walked off. And I stood there for at least 10 minutes looking at this T-Rex, trying to find out, could they really make this with cow bones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm like, that <laughs> and, and I, I, I kind of, at that day I went, you know, I gave him a best shot. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, I think it was at that point that I decided, you know what, it's better just to shut up. And, and yeah. it's hard, I think, for autistics when you know information yes. and you want the people to just, oh my this God. is the information, listen to it, listen to it, this is what it is. It's and the they're like, no, feeling. no, no, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when, and when I would not follow my advice, when I would not be quiet and just let it go, as most people said, I would get angry with myself because he would mm. yell at me. And I would get emotional and then he would tease me. My father was very good at teasing. Mm. And so I felt like a failure on so many levels. Yeah. And it was horrible, horrible. So yes, I think we're all one way or the other diagnosed young or not traumatized. Yeah. I think Society. part of that is like, you know, when, when your whole life you're told not to be who you are, that's just going to like create this cumulative like internal mental and emotional trauma because mm -hmm. like when you're just constantly reinforced that don't be you whatever you are is wrong the way you're behaving is wrong the way you speak is wrong the way you think is wrong the way you act is wrong the way you relate to people is wrong uh the the things you get focused on are the wrong things to get focused on everything you're doing is wrong and you just are constantly that's reinforced to you like how can that not be traumatic mm -hmm. exactly you know and that's, you know, you're that's right. I, Go ahead, Rose. Go ahead. That's why I think I want parents to realize that there's no, there's nothing wrong with your mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. okay? There's nothing wrong. Absolutely not. To, you know, and you didn't do anything wrong either. It's just that you guys have two different manuals and now we're going to have to need to make you each other's that because even I had to understand uh, neurotypical you know yeah. I think we do it because it's a, a defense mechanism we want to protect ourselves so we're like we're going to figure you out we're going to figure yeah. out society so that we know how to protect ourselves how to act uh, so that we're not targeted so we're not you know picked on or whatever but neurotypicals need to do that and I think that's a lot of parents that's what they're doing right now and a lot of specialists teachers and everything is that yeah. and partners and family is that they're trying to say okay I want to I want to see this through the, the autistic view. I want to see it from your side, and how can I adapt with you? So I think yeah. the day that we we're halfway, we don't have to go all one way or all the other. We no. need to be halfway. That's, that's yeah. absolutely. I'm coaching yeah. uh, some basketball like part time these days, and you know I'm I'm obviously a sponge for all all the other coaches picking up their drills and their techniques, but. One thing I've really noticed is there's one coach, he's the lead guy, he's a fantastic basketball player, but he verbally bombards them with so much information that he, I literally watch half the group of kids look up to the sky who are visual learners halfway yeah. through his instructions. And we lose so much time in the gym because he's having to re-explain. And I told him finally, I said, 
if you just show them, really show them once and tell them, everyone in the gym will get it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I got five. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I am going to ask, but so do you prefer autistic or person with autism? I prefer autistic. And my favorite thing in the world is when neurotypical people try to explain to me why with autism is preferable. <laughs> I had someone tell me, it's person with autism because you know you're a person they need to know that and i'm like yeah but i'm I, do i look like a fish <laughs> it's like they need to know that i'm a human okay well yeah. uh, apparently only autistics because you know person with neurotypicalism neurotypicalism doesn't yeah. exist. i know so, i had i had i laughed at this last year i had a i put a post on facebook about i forget what and somebody who's a neurotypical who works with autistic children sent me a comment to correct me for saying I was autistic and to explain to me why person with autism is preferable. And I was just like, wow, like I am the one who's autistic and you're trying to like tell me how to refer to myself. First of all, no. Uh And second of all, like, it's just, I'm just like, no. And then I sent her, I just replied back and I said, like, you can do your own Google search here on this if you want to, but mm-hmm. just so you're aware, every individual autistic person can choose themselves how they like to say it. But it's just so you have this information, the majority of autistic people prefer the, to just say autistic. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's fascinating to me. It's like, I would never write a letter to a gay person and correct how they refer to themselves and be like, well, just so you know, it's better to call yourself this and be like, it's not my place to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Rose, what about you? Oh, I'm autistic all the way. All yeah. the way, all the way. Yeah. Autism is, is, it's a diagnosis that I received <laughs> exactly all the way. And, but I am autistic. It, it, it is really who I am. And when people say, you know, you can separate them. No, you you can't. Se- I am my brain. We are all our brains. Mm-hmm. So there's no separating us. Yeah. And again, that leads to a negativity because you want to yeah. separate it because to you, you don't see it as a good thing. Yes. Because if it was a good thing, you would yeah. happily announce it to everybody. So yeah. you're going, you know, it's a person. My child is has autism. You know, it's I, I, make sure that you remember that this is my child first and it's something that they got. I don't know where they got it from, but they got it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, we're wow. trying to get rid of it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it gets back to that curing and mm-hmm. back to that, you know, grieving and all, all that stuff. And yeah. um, quick thing, vaccines don't cause autism either. Okay. MMR does not, uh, uh, measles, mumps and rubella does not. <laughs> Wakefield, which was this uh, doctor who's no longer a doctor. Mm. He did a very small <laughs> Uh, a project where he, I think, if I remember correctly, had 14 children yeah. and uh, decided <clears throat> completely, it was completely wrong that uh, these children had had autism uh, due to the, uh, the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And there have been so many studies, including Autism Speaks, who uh, themselves, they at first believed this and they would okay. they put money into it and it came out again that, no, there is no link to wow. Uh, I I remember thinking people would say, uh, my son is that typical, um, he talked, he he looked neurotypical until the age of two. And then at two, 
uh, all the language started to disappear. His eye contact started to disappear. And wow. a lot of things started to disappear. And people went, it was after the vaccine, wasn't it? And odd enough, my only child that wasn't vaccinated on time happens to be the one that's autistic. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he didn't even get his vaccines. He got his vaccines after diagnosis. So mm -hmm. that's that. Because we're, but later I understood why. My son was actually in what we call shutdown or burnout, even at two. Oh, wow. Had, yes, because we moved homes. Yes. Uh, he went from uh, uh, his crib to a new bed. Okay. I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. And I started working full time and dad was home. All his, wow. uh, what, what we call our anchors, you know, yes. everything that was, they were all gone. So wow. he closed himself in because he needed to find other ways to connect. And he didn't have those. So that's what I think. I think at two years old, uh, that's, you know, those terrible twos, there's a reason why they happen at two. Yeah. That's when your child starts to, you know, understand, hey, uh, I'm the center of my parents' universe, because that's usually what happens. So I yeah. must be the center of all universe. So everything has to rotate around me. And that's when uh, they become more conscious of what's going around. And a yeah. lot of times, sounds and you know the whole shebang will start to affect them mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think it just happens to be the the awakening of the child that makes you look like all of a sudden those those autistic traits come out they were there just before they were needed if you want wow that's that's not to i feel weird saying this about your child but that's fascinating to hear it about. Like, it yeah. is I, I mean i am i knew right away it was autistic he was autistic. Yeah, I, yeah. Even before we got the diagnosis, I, I knew it because all of a sudden I could see uh, uh, what I recognized. You know, um, I used to say I could scream next to him, like literally let out a, a screech. He would not flinch. Yeah. He would not flinch. And people were like, oh, he was deaf. No, no. He was just in shutdown. That yeah. child needed yeah. to really, really just, wow. you know, that, you know, when they say we're in a bubble. Yeah. When we're in a bubble, it's because we are trying to either make sense of what, what's going on around us yeah. or we're trying to, I call it classify information that we have understood, but that we don't know what to do with. Yeah. So that's the bubble that we're talking about. It's like mm. he was trying to go to that dark space that you've now created for your autistic family members, like that safe room that you have in your house. Yes, exactly. He didn't have that. So he created, and I think we all do that. Uh, it's called nesting. A lot of times as adults, we nest. So we're yeah. going to find that one corner and it could be an office. It could be a room. It could just be like, a, you know, a, I think of Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. But, you know, that spot on the on that sofa when he explains why he sits in that spot because of the lighting and the air. And yes. and I'm like, makes sense to me. Totally. <laughs> like, I that totally makes sense totally. to me. Yeah. So, you know, some people that can't have a place will find clothing to nest in. Yeah. Your, your yeah. hat. I'm a lot like that when I'm not comfortable. I will have a hat on my head because yeah. it keeps me safe. I feel yeah. Secure, so I can deal with my stuff better mm. because I don't have, you, you know, I mean, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. No, for I'm sure. I'm like that with like, so with, good looking with his with hat on. Beanies. Like I wear, I wear beanies all year. And even in the summer, sometimes I wear a beanie and people look at me like, aren't you like, you're insane. And I'm like, no, it feels good. It's yes, it's yes, it might make me a little warm and I have to take it off to cool down and put it back on sometimes. But in, in the summer, like even in I mean, not on a 40 degree day in the sun, I'm not wearing it. But 
in the evening. Like I still wear beanies and it's like, there's something about my head being hugged by a soft thing that just mm. makes me feel secure and, 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 and safe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is there like a cozy liner in there, Ryan? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a toucher, so uh, my clothing has to be soft and yeah. everything. If not, then I get agitated, mm-hmm. and just by moving around, I'll start picking up my clothes, and I can't focus because I'm not feeling well in my body. So those are all ways to, to feel safe, to feel comfortable. Like I said, yeah. or it comes to the same thing. So, uh, and I'd like to say that our brains are not damaged. We do not yes. have damaged brains. I mean, you can be autistic with a damaged brain. Yes. That's, yes. They're not exclusive. But uh, being autistic doesn't make your brain damaged. Uh, we've ha- we've seen MRIs where, if anything, we our brain overworks. Yeah. Uh, I saw a beautiful picture of uh, I think it was Temple Grandi's brain with music on, compared wow. to a miracle typical brain with music on, and hers was just all lit the whole up. Whole things lit up was beautiful you know yes. so i was like yeah that's what i want <laughs> that's i want that i want to be able to as hard as it is sometimes but i want to be able to taste and see and feel and hear as much as i can yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so like of course there's those horrible sounds and the horrible textures that you gotta you know keep away from yeah but in general wooden uh, spoons oh you uh-huh. me it's sandpaper. metal sandpaper metal? I'm a carpenter and i fucking can't stand sandpaper Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Right? <laughs> yeah, other people to stand my stuff. I mean, it's metal right. on metal. Metal on metal for me. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh Jesus. Do you know what's funny? Like I've got this thing. So I work in a restaurant, right? And there's the um the carousel glass washer. So you put the dirty glasses in and they go around this carousel and they so we have the metal um cocktail shakers. Yeah. When I put those metal cocktail shakers through the thing. The water spraying up into them echoes around in the metal mm-hmm. of the cocktail shaker. And it makes this sound that I simultaneously can't stand and also love. <laughs> and it's so weird to me. But at the yeah. end of the night, when I'm washing all the cocktail shakers through the thing, I just stand there and I hear them all go. And it makes this crazy metal on water spraying sound. And I'm sitting there going, I can't figure out if I love this sound or if it's driving me crazy because it's kind of doing both. But it's like I, I look forward to that moment at every night. <laughs> it's so weird. It's well, like I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to guess. It's the end of the night, right? You're going yeah. home, so of course that's a that's a good trigger because you know that sound means it's ending. So yeah, that could be part of I like it because a lot of times I'm like that too. There's certain things that I'm like, why do I like that smell? True. Yeah. So yeah. It's the last thing I do. So I know that after that it's done. done. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I never thought about that, but you're right. It could be like right. that, that association with when I'm washing all the, all the bar yeah. tools at the end of the night, it means I'm, I'm getting close to being done. Exactly. So the you the negative part is that you're still there at the bar working at that bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Oh, <laughs> we're not good. Uh, and we're not antisocial, by the way. No. I don't think we're any more antisocial than neurotypicals. I think it's just that we have uh, the, the price we pay to be social yes. because of the way stuff is set up becomes more harder on a daily basis. But I've noticed, and I'm sure you guys have noticed too, when you're with uh, other autistics or neurodiverse people, uh, it's not as difficult. Yeah. It's not as taxing. It's not as yeah. draining. So uh, we, 
we like, we need to connect. We're very, yeah. I, I find that more than other people, we, we have this need, probably because we felt so alone in our life when, growing up. We all of a sudden have this overwhelming need to connect to each other and find yeah. other people that understand yeah. us and that we feel safe around and we yeah. feel comfortable around. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I think on the on the connection piece, I think it's just like, um, because we we tend to connect in a different way that it can sometimes be rejected by neurotypical people. It makes it difficult to connect, and then sometimes that can result in kind of withdrawing or being cautious around attempts at connection, which can then appear on the surface mm-hmm. to be antisocial all oh, that person's a loner and she never talks to anyone and he's always by himself and but it's like you know i found i remember in high school like there'd be you go to a school dance and there'd be this guy sitting there on the floor by the lockers reading a book and i thought well why did this person come to the school dance to sit and read a book it's like well this person wants to connect or he would not have left his house but he doesn't know how to so he's sitting there reading a book. So he's giving himself something to do. So he's not just staring at everyone anxious, but he's like, but he did leave his house. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, why don't I take a minute and sit down beside him and have a little chat if he's into it? And like, you know, it's those things. And I think I always think about this, too. Like, sorry, man, me. No, goes no, go. around. I always think about this, too. Like, <laughs> like, um, I saw this meme a, a while back that was saying, something about how like uh, introverts don't know how to make friends. We just get adopted by people. And I, and I love that because I feel like in my life, I've never known how to make friends. And I have a very small number of close friends. Like I can think of like just a couple of people that are my best friends. And if you were to ask me how I developed that friendship with those people, I have no idea. They just (laughs) adopted me somehow. I think about like my, you know, best buddies and it's like, they just adopted me. All of a sudden we were friends. We were best friends. I don't know how it happened. I could not repeat that with someone else. Cause I don't know what I did or how we became friends. It's just like, they just kind of adopted me and went, I like you. You're going to be my buddy. And I'm like, great. Okay, cool. I got a friend now, but I'll, I'll never understand how it happened or, or, or even how to be your friend. I'll just try to hopefully not piss you off (laughs) (laughs) or make you run away. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been living in my house for 15 years now Yeah, in a very small town. Like I said, we're under 2000. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a friend here. No way. No, no, no. Because like I said, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I tried. I went to see the new neighbor at one point and said, hi, you know, and introduced myself like you're supposed to. And yeah, that was about as far as I got. That was it, eh? <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I've got my animals. I've got, it's like, I'm good. Energy's I'm good. low. Got to get back to the house. Energy's low. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I had a, a script and she didn't follow it. So I had nothing. So I turned around and left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, this is, this is what you were supposed to say at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, did you not learn this? You know, I yeah. did this. You asked me for coffee. I it's like no. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read um I read an, a thing recently like a couple months ago that was kind of talking about this too and it was like an uh, you know, I forget exactly what it was, but it was like an autistic person. I think it was with their like 
therapist or something talking about making friends. And then the therapist was like, but do you actually want friends? Because if you make friends and you maintain friendships, it requires energy and time and, and you have to like do all these things. And it's like, you have to, cause you could just sit there and think, Oh, I wish I had more friends. But then it's like, if you actually, do you actually want more friends? Because then you, if, if, some, if being alone is something you value a lot, then it's like, oh. like, I'm happy to have like three friends. I'm like, I'm good mm-hmm. because I, I can, I can negotiate the time and I love the time we have. I love our communication. I love hanging out. I love our phone calls, but I don't want more than that because I don't have the capacity to have that same amount of interaction with more people. That's Does pressure. That sense? Yeah. And I just want to talk to you guys anyway. Yeah, I have what I call uh, once in a while friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is these are people that I love. We've been through so much, but we can spend a whole year without seeing each other. Yeah. And uh, and we'll pick up the phone. and It's like, you know, you want to go out and eat? Yeah, sure. And we'll spend hours laughing like we saw each other last week. Nice. And that to me is how I, I I'm not a daily friend person or even a weekly friend person. Yeah. People, yeah. My mother goes, Rose, call me. I'm like, ma, I don't call people. I don't. You want to yeah. talk to me? Call me. She goes, but you have the number. Yes, I know. I, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't have your number. I said, I don't call people. Wow. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. You know, yeah. I, it's like, because I, I'll call if I have something to ask. So yeah. I, you know, yeah. if I need yeah. information, then yes, I'm going to call. But aside from that, no, no thanks. Uh, if you want to talk to me, call me and most of the time, I'll just listen to her talk, 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 and you know, say yes. Yeah, say yes. yeah. small talk but, is the worst. Small talk <laughs> sucks. Oh, oh it, it's it's it, it, soul crushing because it, yeah, because they don't. It's not true. It's not real. Yeah, yeah it's a facade. It's a, you're right. You're acting it, the whole right. time. Exactly, and I didn't know this until recently. I, and even recently, I was like, no, that can't be true. When people were really asking these things, they really didn't care. Because when I asked you, so how's it going? I, I, I'm, I'm really, there's something going on. I know there's something going on and, and I want to know how you really are. So you're mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm waiting for your answer. And to think that people will just say that they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's just like, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, worth it. I'll give you a quick example. My, my father's brother, who's his best friend passed last year around this time. And, you know, every time, I would bring up his brother, even if it's just like, Hey, I came across a tool of his, or just had this good, this hilarious memory of how he'd show up to a job site and like piss everybody off or something, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. He literally would say, don't talk about my brother. Like every time. And it was like, I went to him with, I actually prefaced the whole conversation with my dog had just died of like 12 years, but like around the same time. And I said, dad, we have something in common here. We both lost our best friend. Mm-hmm. So this, this should be a bridge for us. And it ended up being like, don't ever bring it up. Yeah. It's crazy. And like when, when that started to happen, I realized like, stop blaming yourself. Yeah. We're trying to have these real conversations. Other people on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. are having these real conversations. So just go and do that. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, a lot too, of people um, don't want to have real conversations. And when you try to get real, they just back away. Like, whoa, I don't, whoa. Yeah. I've had people tell me when you're over it, get back to me. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to talk to you because 
again, I'm going to say there's information that I'm missing. There's something that I'm not, you know, completing. Yes. And I want to talk to you about it. So I will not get over it without your help. And if you're not going to help me, well, so I just walked away with whatever I had on my plate. And yeah, I haven't dealt with it since. I was like, yeah. Sorry for another day. We're here. We're here. We're here. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, funny. It's funny. Like, um, sorry, just on that. Like, uh-huh. like I, I, I went through a pretty rough situation with somebody last year mm-hmm. and I had a really hard time emotionally dealing with it. And I started researching around a, a specific topic relevant to, sorry, I'm speaking a little vaguely, but I'm trying to maintain a little privacy around this. So I started researching very heavily on a specific topic related to this situation with this person. And it opened my eyes to things. I was learning things. I was understanding things. I was getting a lot of insight and it was helping me in my healing process. So there's only maybe three people in my life that I was talking about this situation with because it was very private. And one of these people at one point said to me like, well, I feel like you're becoming obsessed with this and it's, it's, I don't think that's healthy for you. And I was like, Okay, thanks for your opinion. But actually, and I was like, if you don't want to, if you're not interested in me talking to you about this, like, that's fine. That's your choice. And I won't. But this is this process of me becoming obsessed with this topic is actually accelerating my healing process, Mm -hmm. because I'm diving deep into it. I'm learning everything I can about it. I spent about two months studying this topic in such depth that I could probably go pass a university exam on this topic at this point. I learned the insides and outs of it. And then it accelerated my healing. And I feel like I did about, you know, a year's worth of healing in like a two month process because I did this. And I, in order to do that for me and my brain, I had to just get deep into the subject, absorb everything I could about it, understand it, mull it over constantly from different angles to the point where I was like, okay, now I get it. It's clear to me. Now I can kind of step back from it and move forward in my life in a different direction. And it's just interesting because I think that that person was maybe just thought like in their brain, they see what I'm doing and they're like, Oh my God, like this is unhealthy. He's becoming obsessed. Like he's, he's losing it. And in my brain, I'm like, this is just my process. This is how my brain works. I feel better now. And now that I've, now I've been like, took that chunk of learning for that two months and now it's behind me. And I'm like, cool. All right. I'm like moving forward. If I hadn't have done that, I'd still be in it. Yeah, and to be, told, to be told that like you're wrong for going down that process is so annoying. Yeah, and it's it's so uh, how can I say this? It's so illogical. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's so illogical because I, I hate that when people don't understand what you are into at that moment, it's it's labeled right away as an obsession. Yes. Okay. And yes. I'm like, uh, if you spend six months building your house, are you going to say to someone, my God, you were obsessed with that house? No, yeah. it, oh. you, ha- you need to build it. That, this yeah. is what you, you know, you have an end game that you need to get to. Yes. So you're going to do what you need. You, your end game was healing and understanding. Yes. I, I'm a, you know, knowledge is power girl. So yeah. I, I, I love knowledge. So to me, if I, if I can't find it one way, I have to find it another way. I have to be able to tie a bow as much as I can on it so yes. that I have it complete so that I don't become obsessed with it. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know uh, so yeah, I, I, I fully understand that. And that, that's, it's, again, it's the perception. It's a perception of, uh, I, I guess, a non-autistic person, if they spend six months doing something, 
it, they could be considered obsessed. Yeah. With us, it's called being thorough. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You yeah. Know, we, we're, we like that and uh, we yeah. need it. It's, it's a need. It's not even a want. It's, we need that to be comfortable, mm-hmm. to be safe again, you know, in our yeah. mind and on our bodies. So, yeah. Uh, and, and I think it comes back to that. Now I'm going to that. We can't express ourselves correctly. Yeah. Yet, uh, you know, uh, oh, he doesn't speak. And you're like, oh, okay, so he doesn't speak. He still has things to say. Oh, no, but he can't talk. Uh, okay, I get that. No. There's no sound that comes out of his mouth. Okay, fine. But he can still communicate with you, you know? So yeah. there, there's that for a lot of people think that, you know, if autistic doesn't verbally communicate, then they just don't know how to communicate. And that's, yeah. that's not true. And <laughs> even, even people who do speak, and we speak, I think, very clearly, we do not speak in the same mannerisms as non-autistic, mm-hmm. uh, more specifically neurotypical. So a lot of times when we were saying, when we ask questions that are very straightforward, you know, mm-hmm. why do you do that? Why do you think that? We're not saying you're a dumbass. Yes. <laughs> saying, right. I don't understand how we're you got curious. that. Yeah. But, yeah that's, yes. but that's how it's so often perceived as an insult or an attack. And you're like, you're, you're like, so how did you arrive at that conclusion? And they're like, oh, yeah. what? You don't believe me? You think I'm an idiot? You think I'm, yeah, and you're like, no, 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 like, no, no. <laughs> Totally. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's not miscommunication. It's not that we lack. If anything, I think we are, uh, we're very specific to what we say. We're very in tune mm-hmm. to how, you know, where we want to be with our conversation or, you know, we don't take five, you know, detours. We're like straight through the point. Yeah. I don't understand. So I'm going straight to it. It wasn't yeah. like, wow, that's really pretty. And how did you do that? No, I don't. Uh, I, I was once told in a bar that I wasn't nice. Yeah, and I was, and I was very confused because I'm sitting with this guy and I'm talking to him and I'm thinking I didn't say anything mean, so what? And I go, how was I not nice? And he goes, well, you're not agreeing with what I'm saying. <gasps> and I went, but you're wrong. And he goes, see, you're not nice. But I was like, but no. It's like, do you want me to tell you that you're right when you're wrong? I mean, that to me is not nice. So uh, I was like, so yeah. confused, you know. And so, I love the dog you know? <laughs> yeah, you do that. So I was a lot of times looking back i was like oh okay that's what he meant that, oh uh, my god you're so not that, nice because you're not agreeing with what i'm saying like yeah and i was like but you're wrong <laughs> just be right not yeah, agree. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you were right i'd agree with you so exactly. just don't be wrong yeah it's so funny because i think people so many people they identify with their opinions to the point where they can't separate their thoughts from their identity and you you try to like have a conversation around it like i don't know i have i have i don't do you know who sam harris is the writer and neuro neuroscientist don't maybe but yeah anyway he's like one of my favorite authors and he's got a great podcast and he he always he has this quote i love where he says like i don't want to be wrong for a second longer than i have to be so it's like always be open to new information to changing your opinions he's like if i believe something and i find out something that changes that i'm not gonna dig in and stay stuck in my point of view he's like if i find out i'm wrong i'm excited by that Mm because it's like now i get to move closer to the truth and i and he's like i don't want to be wrong for one second longer than i have to be and like that's how i feel about everything it's like if i'm wrong tell me show me the evidence i may or may not agree but But you know i've had i've had conversations too with people where they'll 
say, well, you're wrong about this. And then they present their evidence for something else. And I go, okay, I've seen the evidence. I'm still not swayed by your opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm staying here. And then they'll get pissed off. And I'm like, or, or the, the opposite can happen where I see evidence Mm -hmm. and I go, okay, that does make sense. And now I'm changing my point of view, but it's like, I don't take it as a personal insult. If you tell me I'm wrong about something, because it's like, cool, tell me more. I want more information. I just, you know. And to me, you said that point of view, it's true. Everything is a point of view. And if you're not moving, if you're always stuck in that same point of view and you refuse to see other points, then you'll never move forward. You'll yeah. always, you know, 20 years later, like my dad, he'll still be saying dinosaurs don't exist uh, because, you know, that's that is, <laughs> I guess it made sense to him. So, yeah. And I think we, we're very good investigators. I think autistic yes. are so amazing when it comes to investigating. So I'm constantly looking for, did I screw up? Did I miss something? Is there yeah. other information that I don't know? Because again, I don't want to be wrong. It's not that I don't want to be wrong. I just don't want to have the wrong. I want, I don't want to be limited by what I know. So if you have other information, please, please just, you know, hand it over. I want to see it. I want to, and I'm not, that's another thing. People say the autistics are very naive. Mm-hmm. I think we're not naive. I think we don't have the manual when it comes to, uh, neurotypicals behavior uh, mm-hmm. some of the time but we're not naive if anything we're constantly scrutinizing and checking things from every angle because yeah. we've been doing that all our whole life to try to figure out why people are doing this what did I say was wrong or what didn't I do that I was supposed to so I think we're constantly investigating and checking and, and verifying yeah. so we're and we do it to other people and I, I've noticed that neurotypicals aren't constantly doing that they're not yeah. constantly spending their day looking for information yeah uh, so when we give it to them they're like i didn't need this i didn't ask for this and so, so, <laughs> so they're so yeah that, i think uh, personally yeah. that's what i <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because the point of view i was told a long time ago that my son could not uh connect with me he could not understand other people's emotions he mm. could not understand another point of view and from very early on i was like that makes zero sense so we're yeah. not robots we yeah. are human and and that is so wrong if anything we are we take on everybody's uh, point of view i think we're we're someone that's very easily we can understand someone else's needs and uh um, especially pain when it comes to pain mm-hmm. when it comes to discomfort uh probably because we feel it so often in our life mm-hmm. we yeah. recognize it very quickly uh i remember people going uh this baby's been crying forever. It's getting on my nerves. And I'm like, okay, but the child's been crying for, you know, hours. The child's not okay. Yeah. You think this is a child. I, I don't feel for the parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I feel for the child because they've been crying. So, uh, but people are like, well, you know, you're not empathetic to parents. What? I guess I'm empathetic to parents when I have to be yeah. with the parents. But this is the child thing. The child is the one that's in pain or discomfort or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I, I think we don't see things the same. So we look like we don't care because, yeah. you know, we're pointing in one direction and they're looking at another direction. So yeah. that that's what I've uh, I've noticed a lot too. Yeah. It's funny, like the, not, not funny, um, but like when you talk about that naive thing, like that is, that is a place I do feel like I have in my life and in my, I I feel like there is like a piece of my brain that has this sort of 
naive quality, this sort of innocence uh, of trusting. And that I have a, I just trust people. And like, I've been mm-hmm. unfortunately had a, like several instances in my life where I've been taken advantage of or ha- been stolen from or whatever by people that I trusted that I thought were friends. Like mm-hmm. I had a situation a couple years ago where, you know, a person that I trusted that had told me that he considered me one of his best friends. And I went, Oh, great. Cool. Like, cause I'm just, I would, this person's adopting me. Like, I like him too. Like, yay. And mm-hmm. then ended up just doing a really horrible thing to me and stealing from me. And, and I, I just felt like, I don't like, how does this happen? And this is one area for me in my life that I know I need support, like where I can't, I, I don't, I don't, I will not enter into any agreement or any contract or anything now at this point in my life without having somebody I trust get involved on my behalf because I've just had it happen too many times and everyone just goes, well, you just have to not be so trusting. And I'm like, I'm, I try to imagine what that's like. And there's just a blind spot in my brain. There's a blank area where this switch should be, where I can turn on the don't trust people switch. And I don't have that. Mm. So like, as far as, I mean, I, I know to not trust strangers. Like I know if somebody walks <laughs> up to me on the street and, is trying to do a sleight of hand scam. Like I know to just go fuck off, dude, get the fuck away from me. But when it comes to people, once they've gotten past a certain point into my life where I I think of them as like friendly or like we've established a rapport and then, and then it's like the, the non-trusting thing just disappears. And now I think, Oh, like you like me, I like you. And now we're on the same team and it's inconceivable to me that we're going to fuck each other over but then it happens and I go, shit, like it happened again. Like it keeps happening. So now I've, I've got like, you know, my, a couple people in my life that like anything I'm doing that involves any kind of agreement with anybody, I just, I, I get them involved to negotiate for me because I just, I can't do it. I just don't have that, that spot in my brain. <laughs> I'm going to say that, that, that every human should be like you. You know, in the sense that we should all trust each other because, you know, that's, but yes, there's assholes out there that will do things that are absolutely horrible that we would never think of. So we, yeah, you, you can't imagine something that you wouldn't think of that, yes. that's just not possible. So exactly. to us, I'm like, you know, I, I can say by nature, I'm the same. I tr- I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to. Yeah. Okay? yeah. That's just mm-hmm. the way I am. But, and I'm sorry what I'm going to say. When it comes to men, <laughs> when yeah. it comes to male, uh, because of my past, uh, yeah. which I've been very open with, I was sexually abused from the age of about, I'd say one, two, I'm not sure, oh my God. up to about 12 years old. Okay. So I oh, yeah. had that, uh, what I call the, it was a bell that would go off. It would literally would go yeah. off, yeah. but it had to do with men. And I can, sure. I can, I can tell you. I can get feelings from someone who I should just stay away from. So yeah, that yeah. I trust and everything, but that came after years and years and years and years and years of trial and error, unfortunately, yeah. because uh, I, I was almost raped at the age of 19 by oh a friend, God. by a friend that I had known for years. Yeah. And he, he, he completely blinded me because like you, he was a friend. So yeah. that, that little ling ling was no longer uh, functioning. It didn't need, you got into my yeah. bubble. So I don't need that. Yeah. And so I understand that. But I don't think it's because we're naive. I think it's because we're good people and yeah. we don't understand how people can't be 
why people wouldn't be good, why yeah. people would hurt other people. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's I, I think it's just our nature of saying, you know, uh, I'm good. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Too. So, you know, reflecting, but yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And when you have that vibe, when you have that vibe of being open and, you know, there's no walls in mm-hmm. front of you, people who are asses can pick that out like oh, yeah. it's not you it's not you and no. i'm happy that you have someone backing you up to yeah. you know to bounce off but it's it's definitely a, a them problem not a you yeah. problem i've been i've been um recently like i i um been learning a little bit about like um cluster b personalities and like sociopaths and things like that mm-hmm. and listening i've been listening to these uh some YouTube videos by this person uh, who is a diagnosed sociopath and he explains his thinking and he's like, this is, this is why we do this and that. And this is how this works. And he, there's one video he talks about, he's like, I can walk into a room and I can sense who the empaths are in the room, who the empathetic people are. It's like, it's almost as if they're painted a different color. I can sense them. And I gravitate towards them because I know they're the ones I can mm-hmm. use and take advantage of. And it's like, it's yeah. so, it gave me the chills when I heard that. Cause I was just like, Oh, like, and these are the it's people, like these are like the, these sociopathic blood. people will walk in and they'll see you. They'll sense you. They'll know, and they'll come right up to you and become your best friend. Oh, yeah. And you'll be, and, and mm-hmm. you'll fall in love with them and think they're amazing. And like, Oh, this is so cool. I just met this person. We hit it off so quickly. They're so great. It's like such a great vibe. Like, aren't I so lucky to meet this amazing person and then they'll take you for everything they can. And it's just like, it's really interesting to hear, hear this kind of thing from somebody just he, this person puts out these YouTube videos under a fake name and just explains everything. And you're just like, Holy crap. Like the first time I listened to it, it was so creepy. I like double checked. My doors were locked before I went to bed because it creeped me out that much to hear from this person explaining like this is how my brain works and this is what we do but anyway yeah yeah it's hard yep it's hard so what else man we spoke about this on the phone the other day it's like for for people that are super empathetic like you know i believe all three of us to be it's like there's the trauma of losing the friend and then there's the you know, the truth seeking thing, which has been a a theme to this show, which is once we actually put the pieces together of how they violated our trust and, you know, just how sick they are capable of being, it like shatters our, it shatters us. It takes us weeks to get over. And then, as you say, you kind of go into the next interaction with, you know, a kind of fuzzier, less trusting approach. Yeah. 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 And which can lead you to being an introvert because, you know, sometimes you're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is not worth it, you know, yeah. or like you said, you're going to grieve this, 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 this trauma for, you know, weeks, months. So again, yeah. you're going to be an introvert. So that's what I, I when I'm saying that, you know, we want to be out there, we want to connect, we want to do everything, but there's a lot of stuff that puts us at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's definitely and it'd be yeah. a risk of you know being hurt or a risk of a meltdown or or you know uh being bullied uh yeah. there's a lot a lot of risk so it doesn't take much for us to back out again you know to to, to go back yeah. to our safe space and stay there so absolutely um yeah. you guys excuse me for one sec i just drank a yeah. large coffee i've got to excuse myself <laughs> nature calls nature calls yeah rose i totally hear you so okay so one thing that came up with ryan and i is just on this topic of like um, being okay with being wrong 
which mm-hmm. I think like really when I look at all the podcasts that I follow and all the media that I follow, it's a lot of times it's hosts and the way they've written the shows. It's like, man, we really didn't know anything about this and now we're going to learn it. And that's kind of how like I've been approaching this podcast with Ryan. He's through, you know, you and other people, he's getting so much information and he's becoming an expert and I, in turn, I'm learning. Um, oh. But like something came up a few weeks ago and I'm just interested to hear your thoughts. It's, it's on this idea of, you know, when society gets autism wrong or they get race wrong, as is the case with the Confederate flag and a lot of statues Mm -hmm. in the U.S., you know, I did come from this place of like, you know, tear down the Dundas Street um, sign and tear down the statue. And Ryan challenged me and said, listen, I think we leave those things and we put up things that are pro-equality right beside it. Or we, we come up with three more street names of people like you know, you know, anybody that's, you know, promoting equality and togetherness and mm-hmm. don't take the other thing away because we still need to, to refer to how shitty that, that low was for us. I just want to know as it relates to autism, where do you stand on like, you know, do you want to redefine it or do you, are you okay with like, Hey, we got it wrong and let's come up with an alternative. I think that, um, it's a mix of both. Uh, I'm a bit with, on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, World War II uh, in Germany. They literally removed every piece of anything that had to do with the Nazis mm-hmm. and the invasion. The only thing they left was Auschwitz. And Auschwitz. That was because the Jewish community wanted a place to re- to be remembered. You know, because you know you forget your past, you're doomed to to repeat it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on to that one. You know, I think that we've, um, for a while, they were talking about removing the word autistic and autism and going for something else. That to me is like too far. I, uh, you know, that was our beginning. This is where we all rotated to was the diagnosis of autism. What is autism and defining us as being autistic. I think that for me is, it's not worth changing. It is worth rebranding if you want so so that blue that lighted up blue well that's got to go uh so i those puzzle pieces uh lord uh i don't know many autistics that wear puzzle pieces i know a lot of parents that wear puzzle pieces so that's like more a parent thing than an autistic thing so i'm a bit of both i think that uh we do need reminders we do uh of Mm. our past and where we came from so i think in the in the history books uh, be it Hans Asperger or uh, it, it should stay but definitely I think we have to overload it with the truth mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with what we see and how we see ourselves mm-hmm. um, I don't know many people that see ourselves as a puzzle piece as a missing piece I don't feel like I'm missing anything I don't yeah. feel like the world is less because I'm around you know yeah. uh, the puzzle piece for me, it always seems like it's missing. It's not, you know, an extra. It's a less than. And I'm, yeah. I'm not less than. I'm not less than. None of us are. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very, very important that there are things. The things that are continuously harming us needs to go away. Yeah. yeah. But where our origins are from, I wouldn't be comfortable with, you know, going back and rewriting history. I don't think that serves a purpose to rewrite history. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're conscious now. So we move forward now in a different way. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, me too, I would have been like, no, get rid of all. 
let's start over. But at the same time, uh, I like the word autistic. It, it, you know, it starts with like awesome, and then, so I'm like, I'm keeping, I'm keeping it. It's, it's yeah. dynamic. Yeah, people are in awe of you. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I'm keeping it. It's you know, we're associated with gold. I'm like, I'm good. So AU. Uh, oh yeah, AU yes. gold. Yes. I never made yes. that connection. AU wow. gold. Okay. Yes. That's so awesome. yeah, and I think we're golden. For any of you guys that know, uh, oh lord, what was it called? The book, The Outsiders. Yes, stay gold, pony boy. Yeah, stay golden. Exactly. So we're golden. So I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's my that's my point of view for now. That's my. I like that. I like that. You like you you found ways to like derive the positivity that you need out of it, but you're still aware that maybe the person that labeled it didn't have the best intentions. Uh, sadly, when it comes to medicine, <laughs> if I look back, I you know I, I was talking to my my third child. Uh, Jay and I told them uh, he had a headache and I go, ah, aren't you lucky? If you had been around 500 years ago, they would have drilled a a hole in your head because you were possessed. Uh, So, you know, when we think about medicine, there's a lot of beginnings that were very, very dark. And I think the intentions were good, but the outcomes were horrible, horrible. horrible. So that's that's how I see that. Yeah. So uh, were you guys verbal always? Do you guys go mute anytime? Do you lose your ability to speak? Uh, I don't really go like I I don't lose I've never I don't think I lose my ability to speak. I certainly get all like tongue-tied and blah, 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 and I get sort of like my brain and mouth don't want to work together sometimes and I and I just have to sort of stop and like breathe and let my you know, but I don't really go nonverbal. I certainly go like by choice. I can I can go weeks without talking to anybody and be perfectly happy. And then I've done that before. Like I've just had like a like a, a whole month at home and not gone out. And then suddenly after a couple of weeks, I go, I don't think I've spoken aloud in like, you know, but I, I don't I, I've never really lost my ability to speak. How about you? I, I depending on the situation, yes. You do, yeah. Yeah, I can completely, and that's totally out of fear. Uh, wow. I'm not in a place that I think I'm going to be able to speak. Uh, it, it, there is no, how can I say this? The words are here, but yeah. they won't come down. They won't come out. They, I, I'll, you know, I'll trip over them like a million times and I'll backtrack. And, and there's, it's almost like looking for a specific opening and it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Everything is closed up. And, you know, you're in a room and you're looking for the door and you're like, I, I want to get out of here. I, there's something that I need to say. And a lot of times I'm uh, probably very close to a meltdown. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. almost like a shutdown. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in this mode of I need to take care of myself. So even if you ask me questions, even if I, I just won't go out, you know, uh, and yeah. if you if I'm if I'm pushed, then I will flight. I will just take off. Mm. I will remove myself because it just wow. becomes like a whirlwind in my brain. And uh, you were talking about that, that coach that just says a lot of things. Well, all of a sudden that's, that's me in my head. There's like so much information, but none of it is right. None of it is that, that opening. Mm. Uh, so that I, and so I can't, I, I'll just, yeah, I, I'll become like, like this, but just, <laughs> worse. Yeah. And, uh, and usually 
it lasts, uh, I would say, a couple of hours, and then usually I'll, you know, I'll calm down enough that I'll be wow. able to open up, uh, uh, you know, a couple of words will come out. Uh. Which is, you know, when you're young, it's like you in prison. You feel like you're in a prison all of a sudden, yeah. and, and all the times you can't defend yourself. Yeah. And so they're asking, so why'd you do this? Ah, what? You don't have anything to say? See, I knew it, and you're like going, uh, 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 uh and yeah. it just, and so you shut down. You shut down and you're like, okay. Uh... Yeah. Oh my so, God. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. as you describe that, I'm feeling it inside of me. And I'm just like, that just sounds like it, it was a horrible, horrible feeling. It is. It's, it is. It's, it's very scary because like for me, words are so important. I, I'm like, everything of my life has to do with words. And yeah. so to not be able to access, and I know they're there. I know they're there, but they're yeah. like, this tornado and they become blurred and they they just don't feel right they don't belong to me all of a sudden so i can't grasp them i can't i can't use them i, I it's yeah yeah it's really a sucky place to be so uh, oh. yeah yeah and on another note my youngest when i said he lost his words so we went from him being at one and a half having about 20 words yeah to at three not having one wow and the next time he said something, I, I, I remember correctly, he was about six. Wow. And he said, I love you. Which, <sighs> oh, yeah. So I was like, yes. Uh, it was so sweet. Uh, and then it took a couple of years to get um, words out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of uh, vocal stemming, which mm-hmm. I love, 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 love. Mm-hmm. And now he speaks three languages. Oh, wow. Is- Totally. Yeah, so, so I'm going to say just because a child is nonverbal doesn't mean they'll always be nonverbal. Yeah. And uh, language is something you develop. It's, I think for autistics, it's either an open door, it's a rotating door, or it's a door that has to be manually opened. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. either way. So uh, again, you have to see how your child is. You have to see how you are. And now yeah. I understand myself a lot more. Uh, and give yourself those tools. So, uh, yeah. you know, and not be embarrassed because I think that's, that's the other thing, you know, as autistics, we're adults now. So we have, uh, we've been embarrassed many times in our lives and yeah. we felt, uh, we felt like dinglings. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we, we have a tendency not to, you know, do anything that's going to attract attention, but if you need bring a paper, draw a picture, if you can't say anything, you know, yeah. we have to open ourselves up to use as many tools you have we have phones use your phone to text someone if you can't talk to them at yeah. that second yeah yeah you yeah. know uh, even if it's just hold on a second give me a minute you know whatever yeah but uh, uh language is something that you work on i think our whole whole autistic life it's not something yeah. that is a given in one day oh and i do believe that most of us have some sort of language disorder that again we were talking about the comorbids yeah uh, that um so the dyslexia, my son has dysphasia and dyspraxia. Mm-hmm. So that made it more difficult. Uh, the first time he said Shrek, the movie, he wanted to watch Shrek. He said, Ue. and I was like, okay. And he was very eminent. Ue. And I'm like, okay. And then he brought me the cassette and I went, oh, Shrek. And he went, Ue. and I went, Shrek. And he looked at me this face like, okay, fine. Ue. And I was like, okay, good. That was great. <laughs> I looked away wow. I'm like, that's what he's saying. I'm like, I don't know why I'm having a hard time. Why does he need to say it my way? He's saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. It. Wow. Yes. 
That's today he says it like no problem. His yeah. his mouth and brain were just not there yet. Yeah, he was yeah. saying as much as he could. I accepted it. I literally made a dictionary. I swear of all the sounds he would make and what yeah. they meant to yeah. us, like you know, translating. And yeah. I would give it to people like you know his teachers and everything because I'm like this is what he means. And they're like, well, he has to say it here. We speak French in French. And I went, no, he's just gonna have to say it as he needs to and wants to and yes. can. And you guys have to figure it out. Today, at school and in services, they talk bilingual to him, which is so great. So yeah. they just let him talk however he wants. And uh, and what a like what a I oh, yeah. love I love 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 that you had that insight into that to go. Let me just create this Rosetta Stone for him and let us let him do it his way and develop his way and he'll get to where he's going to get to on his own instead of this like shoving the square peg into the round hole and forcing him and it's like it's so i don't know it's just i love hearing that because it's like it's such a we have this thing with kids where we have to be like you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you have to do it this way because we've just all as adults decided this is the right way and it's like Mm -hmm. How much damage is that doing to kids when we keep, oh. it's like, just back off, understand them, figure out what they're doing, let them do it. Yeah. And I'm not, and like, and like, they'll get to where they're going to get to on their own time. If you just let them figure it out, but, and support them in that figuring it out, you know, and then either way, if they both get to the same finish line, the one kid has got to that finish line with support, with love, with unconditional caring and with their ability to get there themselves and figure it out. And like, they're going to have a healthier brain than the kid that got there by force and punishment and belittling and told they're wrong and criticism. It's like, so if they both get to that finish line, who's going to be a more like emotionally and mentally healthier person. Right. I I made a promise to my, my firstborn because at that point I only had him. And my promise as a parent was, I don't want to be a reason for you to go to therapy later on in life. Yes. That sounds silly, but that's all I wanted. That's uh, all I, I know, would kill for my mom to have said that. She would have saved me so much money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I went like, I go, if I could do that, if I could just parent without them needing therapy because of me, I'm yeah. like, I'm good. I'm good. That's cool. But honestly... I understood that his brain just wasn't there. You know, yeah. you would never ask a six month old to say a word because you, right. we all know, we all accept that they're not there. They're just not yeah. there. Yeah. And so th- that's, that was my mentality. I never pushed my children to be as we pro- proper. Yeah. I never pushed them to walk. I never pushed them to sleep in their own bed. I, and that, yeah. that was never anything because to me, it, it was a need. If they were needing to be in bed with me, it's because there was something that, yeah. Uh, that brought them and wh- why in God's name would I take that away from them uh, you know that was just my my mentality yeah. and happily um, my son his, his communication is so uh, eclectic I guess is the best word to, yeah. to say he will mime he will uh, speak verbally he will show me things on his iPad he will mm-hmm. sign I mean, we are like multilingual when it yeah. comes to how it comes out. Yeah. And I, I think it, it is um, the one thing that though in therapy uh, for speech that I did find that with my son was helpful, especially when you have like dyslexia or dyspraxia. And Judith has to do with that when you said the 
visual because some of us are visual learners and it's really hard when you're talking about sound and visual is I Lucas would have trouble with his T's his P's his B's which is normal Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of kids have that so I would you know if it was an X and not a T and I'd say Lucas it's like a drum it's a so I would you know that's what we worked out the most so that he would be able to process and know how to go get that sound when it came to yeah. But aside from that, there was no therapy. I didn't do therapy. That's not true. Lucas did have ABA therapy, which uh, was a trauma for all of us. Yeah. And uh, but aside from that, we have therapy is just playing and you know having fun and uh, trying yeah. new things. Yeah. That's that's it. So I want to you know tell parents that uh, don't push it. Don't mm-hmm. push it. Enjoy. Uh, laugh. Laugh about the words. Uh, and, yeah. You know, sometimes he comes up with the, the best sounding words that I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. And I'll just repeat yeah. it. And it's like, you know, uh, so th- that's one of those things that uh, will help, again, parents not feel so panicky to rush into anything that's offered to them. Yeah. You know, just play with your kids. Have mm-hmm. fun. Uh, let Listen them... to them. Take their yeah, cues. Oh, oh, yes. Follow, follow, follow. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If you want to be a leader, you have to learn how to follow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the so and no, not everyone's a little autistic. <laughs> this is I love yeah. this one. It's so good. I love this one. Well, everybody's a little bit well, autistic. I'm a little autistic. I'm like five feet tall, so I'm a little <laughs> autistic about it. You're the only one. <laughs> Unless you know, if you're under five, then you can be a little autistic. Yeah, I am. Yeah, not, yeah. No, oh no, no, no. Uh, not everybody's a little OCD. Not everybody's a little bipolar. No, that's not the way it works. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're not. You know, we're not uh, another species. We're humans. So, of course, we have the same feelings and emotions. The difference is that we have them all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. <clears throat> yeah. Is this dismissive? Like, is this a way of dismissing autism on some level, Rose? Yes. In your yeah. Uh, uh, well, the struggles. It's mostly the struggles. It's, you know, you never say, um, you know, uh, I draw well uh, uh, because, you know, uh, my autistic brain. Oh, yeah, we all draw well. No, no. It's always a negative. So if yeah. I say, you know, I'm, I'm on burnout. Well, we all get a little burnout. And you're like, oh my god! Yes, oh. I know. I get that. I'm, it's it, it's almost like they have to show you that either it's not that bad or uh, autism isn't that poor. Yeah, it, it's like you're. you're I, I don't understand it, and it's never done in a way that feels like I'm with you on this. Yes. I, you know, I'm, I get it. No, it's yeah. always like it's always on that. Uh, you're over exaggerating it's not that bad and yeah. some of them do want to say it is in a in a helpful way but if you really feel like everything i'm telling you you're also living so you assume everybody's like that i'm gonna tell you maybe you should go check <laughs> yeah yeah that's all i have to say it's like if you're you know if everything i say you're going yeah 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 well um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I still I'll never forget too like the when I first started on my, you know, diagnosis journey and I went to see my family doctor and I made an appointment to talk about this cuz I was hoping to get a referral to somebody who could do my, you know, and and I brought up like, well, hey, you know, I I've been doing research and I think I'm autistic and blah 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 and He's like, he just, the look on his face told me everything in that moment that he was instantly just like, okay, fine. Like, I've got, I've got 90 seconds for you to talk about this. And then I got to go. 
<clears throat> and I, he's like, what? And I said, well, you know, this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. Feeling this pressure. Like, I've got to spit all this out quick because he's already looking at his watch. And then he just said, well, everybody feels like that sometimes. And I just went, yeah, but does everybody feel like all of these things all the time? time. Because that's the difference. But, uh, you know, and, and, and he's a great guy. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at him. It's just like, he's a really good doctor. It's just, he's not, you know, people, no one can know everything about everything. So you're, you know, and this is why I ended up going to uh, a center that specializes in this stuff. But, but I also, yeah, like, I mean, everyone's a little autistic. We've all heard that. I have, I remember when I first started kind of coming out uh, mm-hmm. with some posts on Facebook and sharing some things and sharing my discoveries. And yeah, I had even some family members comment like, well, everyone's a little autistic. And I just went, well, no, everyone isn't a little autistic. Um, and, you know, like, I know you mean well, or I'm, I'm going to assume you mean well, but um, that is actually comes off as a little bit dismissive of what I'm actually going through right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and autistic um, people wouldn't feel so confused in society if people were, were truly oh, like, a, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Society would be very different if, uh, you know, I, I remember when they were talking about safe places in college and I had friends laughing at that, that snowflake I don't know why snowflake is an insult. You know, we're Canadian. We know what snowflakes can do, but yeah. but they were always saying, you know, oh, you need a little safe space for you. And I'm like, okay, if you don't know what it's like to need a safe space, good for you. Yeah. But there yeah. are people who it, it's a need. It really is a need. Yeah. Uh, funny, you were talking about this, the, the school dance and I had this flash of, I'd go to the school dances and I'd spend more time in the bathroom than I would at the school dance yeah, because, yeah. you know, it was quieter. <laughs> so yeah. there was less people. It was quieter. So uh, uh, I get that guy. I would have been that guy sitting with the book. <laughs> that would have yeah. been me. Too. So, yeah. so yeah, it's it, yeah. it, 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 because it becomes very dismissive and very, it undermines us. It undermines mm-hmm. our challenges. It undermines uh, what we're asking for as in support mm-hmm. to say, listen, you know, we're all like this and we're not asking for these things. We're not making a big drama. Out yeah. Of it. So yeah. once again, it's like, you know, uh, you feel like, okay, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong yeah. again? So it's like going it, to an AA meeting, looking yeah. around the room, getting the courage to say, you know what, I'm an alcoholic. And then the leader of the program saying, doesn't really matter because everyone is a little bit alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody who drinks sometimes has a too many drinks. Yeah. Everybody's felt a little tipsy sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. forget all know, this or, or like mustard up to come here and yeah. just go home. You know, I, I like like or even like if you go, well, I'm dyslexic and goes, Well, everybody mixes up words sometimes. I've I've read before where sometimes I mix two words together or, or I, I got a word wrong. So I know what you mean. Everybody's a little uh, t- uh, dyslexic and you're like, <laughs> well, no, like, no. yeah, everybody does do that. But is it do, does it happen to the point where it actually is a, is a problem for you? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like, it's like, it blows my mind that people make these comparisons of like, yeah, you know, like, well, everyone, I don't know. It's, it's like, uh I just I'm going to I'm going to encourage the people who do say things like that. The ones that are, you know, are want to help, want to connect, want to be empathetic. Uh, that that's not the way to go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to uh, be an ally, if you want to say, you know, I, I hear you. 
and you don't know what to say, then just don't listen. say anything. Just listen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ask the person. Ask the person, you know, uh, uh, do you want to talk about something? How do you feel about that? You know, yeah. so you say, oh, listen, I got diagnosed with this. How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. That, you know, don't. That's it. How did that make you feel? How can How I do? This what is, can I do? This what is something. Yeah, what can I do? This is something that I've I've found so fascinating too in this journey, this process. Uh, it, it's I feel like it's just an area people are generally uncomfortable with, and I have a a, a specific example. Like I I think I've, I'm sure I've talked about it. I repeat myself a lot, but like there was a, a a day where I had a dentist appointment and an appointment with um an assessment appointment for my my autism diagnosis. And I remember speaking to a family member in the morning and they're like, what are you doing today? I go, well, I've got to go to dentist appointment. And then I've got this assessment appointment for autism. And then at the end of the day, I spoke to that same family member and they only asked me about my dentist appointment. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there telling them that, yeah, I've got this crack in my molar and blah, blah, blah. It's got to get fixed and blah, blah, blah. And then I finished talking about that. And then I'm kind of like hoping they're going to say, well, how was the other appointment? Because that was the more interesting thing for me to want to talk about. <laughs> and, and it just didn't come up. And I thought to myself, like, what is this? Is it are they uncomfortable? Are they just uninterested? Or, I don't understand, because to me, that is such a way more fascinating topic. And if I was speaking to a family member who said, I've got a dentist appointment and I've got an assessment appointment for autism. And I was speaking to them at the end of the day. Sure, I'd ask how your teeth are. Let's get that out of the way. And now I want to know, how is this other thing? Because I'm so fascinated by you are going through this discovery process of learning who you are, how your brain works. This like really affects your life more than getting a filling does. And I'm like, because it affects everything in your life. I want to know everything. Tell me it all. Yeah. What are you go? What are you going through? What are you learning? Like what? What can I do to support you? Like what do you? Everything, but mm-hmm. crickets. Yeah. Across the board, everybody in my life, crickets, yeah. uninterested or uncomfortable or just I don't know what. No one ever asks me about it at all. People, my family, my friends nobody ever asked me about this topic. And I think that it's so weird to me because to me, it's the most fascinating thing I'm in my life. (laughs) Absolutely. What do you think, Rose? Rose, why do they not? I I think it's just uh, uncomfortable. Uh, I think that, again, because we're going to talk about all that, uh, there's so much information out there and it's so uh, polar. Like I said, you either are full on or full against kind of a thing, or you're, newly arrived and you're in the middle and you don't have an idea where to go so the people on the outside i think just they don't know they, they can't find that door to to open it and start a conversation and it's so easy as you know so how did it go and how yeah. are you feeling and but it, it and i'm gonna say when it comes to our families uh, it, it personal to them too because then i'm sure they're asking themselves questions too uh, yeah what did i miss uh, and um, that's a really good mother, point my mother uh is self-diagnosed autistic now since okay. i got my diagnosis because you know we're 
we're so much alike that she kind of went like, hmm. And uh, I started going, Ma, uh, you know, when you do this, Ma, when you do that. And it's like, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. So she's actually accepted it. Yeah. And so, but to hear it, for her, she she accepted it. Elle's diagnosis, like no problem. It was yeah. like, great. She's about to say, when I said I was going, she kind of went like, why? Mm. Even if, and it was even if you are, it's not going to change anything. Yeah, that's another one. They don't see what what it changes, what it change. It doesn't change anything. It comes and it gives us that 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 true place where we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to see things. It, it stops yeah. us from searching uh, needlessly. We're we're wasting energy because that's just yeah. not who we are, and it lets us focus on what who we are and what we can do about it exactly yeah so uh, i think to them it's it's very again it's not visual it's you know it's not like you know a, a tooth yeah we're talking about tooth. it's real yeah. it's there they see your teeth uh, everything else is up here so they're like uh doesn't change anything you know yeah. you're still the same person so I, I think it's a mix of a whole bunch of things and uh, yeah i i would say that i think it's for you if you would want to uh Start the conversation yeah you know that's what I, I i i've continuously i'm 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 gonna say i'm hard-headed i can be yeah. hard-headed yeah um, so i you know i i think i've uh i've camouflaged myself enough and i've made myself small enough and yeah. invisible enough for long enough so yeah. now i'm like this is my truth this is what i'm going through yeah and uh it's real even if you guys don't see it and you guys can't hear it it is real for me yeah hundred uh, percent real so mm. I, I i've talked to people you know uh I, I opened up the conversation because i needed i needed to 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 see where they were at with it yeah so that i know how to advance and who's safe and who's not yeah you true, know? true. again if you turn your back when i'm talking about it well then okay this is not the safe place that i need to speak yeah. gonna, and i'll go find someone who who'll give me that safe space. yeah Hundred percent. Yeah, and like but, if it was reversed too, it's like would this person, if faced with a similar reality in their life, would they tackle it the way you have, Ryan, and the way you have, Rose? Like, if if the answer is no to that question, then they're not ready. Exactly. Yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I think he, you know, just right. Uh, we we have a great motivation to move forward and find our diagnosis. Mm-hmm. because all of us have been in this wobbly place our whole life you know and yeah and so to s- someone saying something that makes sense and is stable it's, it's a platform that you can get on and go okay where do i go off from here because here it's stable for me i think that, that it, it takes it's a process it's really yeah. it's so for someone like I, i'm gonna go back my mother's father uh my grandfather he we're we're pretty sure he was autistic too he's been dead a a long time but Mm uh it didn't bother his life yeah he was a he was a carpenter and it actually helped because he had Mm -hmm. all his tools everything was in place measurements and even the sanding but so for him it was very even my mother my mother was a cleaning lady so she had her ways of doing things Uh and everything that worked out so perfectly yeah but she finished grade four in school. My grandfather did not go to school. Wow. So they had less to uh, impact them uh, 
because of the way things in the system is built uh-huh. up. So uh, they, they, you know, they found their niches. So it was fine. I didn't get that. I didn't find my niche. I didn't find my space. So I'm continuously looking for my place. Yeah. And once we find it, we like, you know, we want to tell everybody about it, but they're like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. So I don't know how to talk about yeah. it. And I don't see you that way. And I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable seeing you that way. Exactly. And why didn't I see it before? And, you know, there's like, there's questions. Uh, I know my brother-in-law asked one of my sisters, well, didn't you see she had odd behavior kind of a thing? And she went, well, it's Rose. That's just Rose. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that's that's true. So, uh, you know, they don't even see it because they grew up with us. You know, we grew up with them. So it's just who we are and we're the hard head and the stubborn and, you know, yeah. the talkative or the silent, you know, so we're, we're labels, but yeah. that label for some reason is a little harder to accept. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I think speaking of labels, I just, cause I made a note here. I think that everyone is a little autistic comment, I think can go hand in hand with the, why do you need a label comment? Yes. You know? And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> it's not it a is. label. It's, it's an identity. Yeah. Where being shy and being talkative, that's a label. Yeah. But yeah. You, you, you can change that. You can modify, you know, can talk less, talk more, whatever. But I can't change my neurology. Yeah. Right. It's who I am. It's who yeah. I am. And it starts to be a map for where you're going to go forward. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, we're getting around two hours, so we'll, we'll wrap it up soon. But this is so awesome. I just, I made a little note here earlier in the conversation because you were talking about, and I just wanted to bring it up again because it's a sort of a fun thing for me. Like you were talking about movies and things and how you could gravitate towards certain characters. And I was thinking about like I used to like, have you ever seen the movie The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. He plays Howard Hughes. I bought that DVD and I watched it 50 times. And I all these little scenes and there, you know, some people think that looking back that Howard Hughes was, you know, possibly autistic definitely uh neurodiverse you know mm-hmm. uh ocd and other things and but it's like i i watch certain scenes there's this one scene where he's talking to somebody and he says show me the blueprints and then he starts repeating over and over again show me the blueprints 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 and i've that scene to me just i would watch it over and over again and be like i do that I say things and then I repeat it and I say it, I try it out in different ways. Like, how can I say this phrase? And, and I can't stop. And I would watch that and he would do that. And he got to the point where he couldn't stop himself from repeating this phrase mm-hmm. where like his, his sort of handler, or like this person that was helping him had to like shuffle him away from these other people so that they wouldn't witness this. So they wouldn't, they're mm-hmm. trying to like hide the fact that at the time, you know, they didn't have words for this. So that at the time they're just thinking Howard Hughes is crazy but they're trying to hide this from people. And it's just like those, there are so many other examples for me of like movies that would have like these characters that were just different that I would watch over and over again and identify with that character. And like Howard Hughes is one of them. Like I would watch this movie and think, were I born in his situation? Like I would be that guy. I would have these same kind of obsessions. I would have these same kind of behaviors. And it's like, I would watch it over and over again and just go, I didn't know at the time why, but I would just be drawn to this and just exactly. relate to it so much uh, at like a very deep level. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of a, a, a fun thing to talk about. 
See that, that the language that, that what you were saying about the repeating and trying it out to me i was talking to someone they go how did you learn so many languages and i said well to me language is music so funny you enough know. how you know you were he was you know switching it up it's the same thing with music and you know when you'll go la 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 you know you try yeah. it out yeah well that's how i hear uh, uh when people speak it's it's mm. very musical so I, I totally get that i will be someone who will take a word and mix it up and, and the sounds and even you know the, the syllables like screw that i'll make my own syllables yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. i'll try to fit it because to me it's like it, it, it it's like eating something and then all of a sudden going oh my god there's a you know you bite into something and there's a little cream in the inside and you're going mm. and you know you're all of a sudden you're mixing it around because it tastes a little different because yeah. you added something. well that's how i see words and i hear words yeah. so uh, you know I find it interesting when you were talking about that because I, I don't remember that part of the movie. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to watch that movie today. Yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys, like, when you're writing and even speaking, do you avoid, like, the same patterns of words, like, almost as, like, a test of, like, can I, can I say, say the same thing and mean the same thing? But I don't know if it's a creative thing, which I think was, is really awesome if it is a creative thing, or if it's, a, if it's something else that like makes me not want to, when I write, like if I see an above sentence that I r- use a certain word, I'll avoid it in the next sentence. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I, I, when I'm writing, uh, I have synonym that the Google synonym on oh. top because I, I, sometimes I'm like, I taste words too. So yeah. I, I, wow. So I'll go, yeah, that's not it. That's, you know, it's kind of like you're going, mm, no, no, that's not it. So I'll Google like the synonym of that word and then I'll go through the words and I'll taste them. It's like, this, that, no, wow. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yes. It's like the mouth is full. That's exactly what the word was. And I'll, so, I didn't, so yes, really? yes, yes, yes. So you have synesthesia too. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do I, what, what is that? <laughs> well, it's when you experience like, one sense as another sense yes yes i do so it's like when you when you when you can see the music or you can take you you said you taste the words like you know yeah i thought it was because she was obsessed with synonyms (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is amazing it's like that's i can't live without it without them it's very very important yeah and odor for me is, I think, my biggest one. Uh, I will smell things and my body will physically react to the first time I had an encounter with that thing. Oh, wow. And which is uh, most of the times pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes not so good. Not so good. <laughs> yeah, sometimes really not so good. So, uh, and I can smell, uh, give you an example. My, my partner was working uh, at a restaurant. And um, one of their uh, people that sold them their beer had new beer. So he tasted like two, three little shots of beer. And six, seven hours later, he gets home and he didn't even kiss me. He was just standing in front of me. And I went, you had a beer. And he goes, are you kidding me? And I'm like, did you or did you not have beer? He goes, I had, I tasted it. I'm, I'm like, did you or did you not? He's like, yes, but it was six hours ago. I go, I can smell it. Wow. But it was, it, I can smell fever. You can smell I can what? Smell a fever. Really? When someone has a fever, I swear, uh, it, it smells um, like rotting fruit. Whoa. Sweet, sweet rotting fruits. Uh, yeah. So I would always know when my kids were going to be sick. Always. I don't, That's I, so I, cool. 
and I still do it to this day. Uh, uh, last summer, my uh, we were all together. No, it was the summer before. We were all together, and my sister came to. One of my sisters was leaving, and she came to say bye. And her little little one, who's also autistic, yeah. uh, came to give me a kiss. And I picked her up, and I kissed her, and I went, "Oh!" And I go, uh, "Nat, I go. You, I keep an eye on this one." Well, on the way down, because we were uh, far, on the yeah. way down home, well, she was sick the whole way down. Oh my god. So I don't know why I smell that, but uh, yeah. That's wow. really cool. That's yeah, awesome. sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, it's fascinatingly cool. But... Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, secured this... a fourth visit to the program with all this. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yes. I want you we're back. Gonna, we're going to yeah. tackle uh, the month of April. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. sharpen the knives. <laughs> yes, there we go. Pitchforks. <laughs> yeah um well yeah so i don't know let's uh is there anything else you wanted to cover or i think oh uh, i think i've gone through pretty yeah. much everything uh yeah. one quick note we were talking about uh the female male autism oh yeah a yeah. People, yeah a lot of people relate to oh i you know i present female or male that's you know we were talking about removing some stuff well that's one of those things i i, I would prefer seeing uh you know autistics who are um how did i say it <sighs> I think I said uh, who are externally stemmers or external autistics. I'm going to call them an internal. Yeah, autistic. yeah. I, I think it's much more the ones that are more internal will either stem more on the inside and yeah. are very more more observant of what's going on, uh, want to uh, mimic, want to copy, and I think there's others that you know they're just them and they don't really give a crap about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, not because they're any less. It's just because no. they don't give a shit, as you said. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one's not more autistic than the other one. It no. is just right. Who, it's, it's, it's a personal thing. It's not an autistic thing. Yeah. Man, I so, wish I didn't mimic because it would save me so much time. Like now I, I'm learning. I don't need to go out and be like everybody else. Yes. It's such but a yeah. There's a cook. Cool, do you pick up accents? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Terribly. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, like, I work in a restaurant, right? And if I'm serving anybody with an accent by the, within minutes, I'm doing it. Like I'm, and I don't, I'm just, yeah. Or movies, shows. If I watch a, if I binge watch a show and there's a character with an interest, like a, a, uh, uh, like a mannerisms, a mannerism or a speaking voice. Like I watched this winter, I watched, um, the Silicon Valley show. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's like a sitcom. And there's this one character who speaks in this sort of deep monotone voice. And I was speaking like him for a week after watching the show. Cause I, and just playing with this voice, like experimenting with it, but also just doing it unconsciously and just speaking yeah. like him. And it happens all the time. Yeah. If, if I, and like my family's British, like my mom was born in England. And so my grandparents were British. So if I'm ever hear a British accent, I'm instantly doing it. Like, hey cool yeah. <laughs> i find that so cool uh, that we were capable of doing that is what like yeah i, I find astonishing I, I we do have such unique traits and most of the time well in the past sadly it's the negative traits that people have been so focused on yeah but i, I i'm you know i'm looking forward to uh and i think that in part that's what i want to talk about in april is the people the autistics who have shown themselves who have you know Sorry about that. Oh, your <laughs> cat? Yeah. My cat oh, that's back. awesome. That's awesome. That looked so like National Geographic for a second. <laughs> first, we're going to, Drew, we'll have to screenshot that and post it up. Like our first appearance of a cat on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so 
uh, I want to talk about those who, who went out there and who, you know, who showed all the strength that we have, all the, yeah, the yeah. we have so much to offer when we're, when we find our place and we're given a chance and some support, oh Lord, there's nothing we can't do. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, Rose, and I, just one, one point about the male, female stuff is like the more adults, females like yourself mm-hmm. that are championing this cause and Ryan as well, like. I think the sooner we'll have tests that actually aren't just made for men in mind. Yeah, exactly. There is no gender when it comes to autism. There no. Is autism. So we have to really broaden that. Not saying, uh, you know, that's. Uh, I'm happy that. Silly <laughs> 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 kitty. That's a big cat. That's a big kitty. Aww. <laughs> You know, like on this on this gender topic, too, like I find this really fascinating because like I've read like Asper Girls and some other things about it and like read some sort of and I've read a co- an article or two that talks about like there's sort of a a subgroup within autism of males, male autistics who have more of the typical quote female. And I feel like I relate to that. Like, I feel like my if you have this list of sort of male and female autistic traits, which we're talking about don't really exist, yeah. but that's what it is now categorized as it's like, I relate way more to the, the female side of that, whatever that means. You know what I mean? Like, which yeah, I the, think the, the mimicker, the, the, the copier. Yeah. Yeah. The, like I read those and I yeah. go, that's me. Exactly. And it's like, I had somebody at my autism support group, like somebody actually mentioned that to me one time, they were just like, you know, they we were talking about different traits and they said like like you're kind of sounding like you have more of the what is considered female autistic traits and then i went down that rabbit hole of researching it and i read a few articles about it and i was like yeah i totally relate to that and i i've i don't i've always felt in a weird way like i've always felt kind of partially female Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, not mm-hmm. in like a transgender way. Like I don't mm-hmm. feel like I want to go out in the world as a female, but I just feel like I've always had this. I relate in a way more to girls than I did boys in some ways yeah. when, in, in my whole life. And I've always just sort of, even before I knew any of this stuff, like even back in yeah. high school, I would like hang out with girls and feel like yeah. I really enjoy this. I'd often be the only boy in a group of girls hanging out for an evening and not in like a sexual I'm hitting on them way, but in like, I just enjoy this social interaction more than I do doing the boys stuff with the boys, which I did some of that as well. So it wasn't exclusively this, but it was like, it wouldn't be uncommon to find me sitting around with, you know, six or eight girls just spending the night chatting with them and talking about shit. And I was like, this feels really good for me. I feel like I relate to them. Yeah. And, and, I don't know. So I've always kind of had this weird feeling inside of like, I kind of feel like a girl sometimes. I, I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> it's well, like. I, I get you 100%. I, I was like totally the opposite of you. I hung around yeah. with the guys. I was considered a tomboy my most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hence the Barbie and the G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I, I consider myself gender fluid because yeah. I present as a woman and like you said I have no desire you know not not desire I'm not a guy I'm not yeah, yeah. but that I do not I'm not in that female box either you know yeah. so I get yeah. that gender fluid thing and sorry there's <laughs> 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 there. 
the other thing is, is because you keep going the female and the male, uh, there's non-gender, you know, there's... Yeah, yeah. So we can't just say left and right because there's so much more. Uh, yeah. So, so that, that's what I want to go beyond uh, the female male and just yeah. like, like neurotypicals, we're maybe more extrovert, more introvert, or, yeah. you know, there, there are other traits that uh, without our gender being in there, you know, I agree. So that's, yeah. that's when we're talking about what do we keep, what do we change? Well, that's a changer. I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, And I think the goal is to be like, to be like both of you is to be like, don't lead with your sexuality or your gender lead with your humanity and then the rest will sort itself out. I, I find it fascinating in the way that people really give a crap what's inside other people's tents. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's my, I, I don't, it's none of my business. I don't yeah. care. You know, like, it's like, yeah. I can't imagine caring. Like I just don't, I, I just, there's no part of my brain that understands caring about that at all. It's like, you know, so, I just so, don't get it. So that's, that's another thing that uh, I, I think we're much more open as a, uh, as a neurology to yeah. uh, not being, you know, that typical stuff. Yeah. We're not typical. We're just not typical. We're not. I agree. <laughs> yeah, um, Guys, I, we could do this forever, but I'm looking at my <laughs> clock and my, my uh i'm gonna have my daughter over shortly and i gotta run to the grocery store first to get her some food so um by that he means like six steaks for himself as well yeah i gotta get steaks for me and 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 you know healthy vegetables and things for my my little girl so um i love this so much i love i love both of you rose thank you so much for coming back and i love that we're gonna do this again like i i just yeah i feel like we could just do this forever i love it so much so thank you so much Love you guys. See you soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.